and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Julia. Hi, Lauren. Um, so today uh, we have a very special guest and sometimes we have people on that teach us stuff that we don't want to teach ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes there are some topics that we're like, oh, one of us should do this. And then we look meaningfully at each other and then neither one of us does it. And then we forget that we mentioned it and then it just doesn't get done. You are correct. Uh, (laughs) I know I'm correct. Uh, So sometimes we have someone who will take the mantle upon themselves and offer and offer offer us an episode, which we will gladly (laughs) Oh, snaggly. Like that. Yes, please. Please do the research for us. And then all we have to do is learn about it, (laughs) which is the more fun part. (laughs) So uh, today we have a very special guest who is going to be teaching us about a very special topic. Yes. Today we have Michael Helmbrecht. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are y'all? Oh, doing We're great. We're doing great. Or, or how uh, are yins for uh, 50% of this podcast? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. is from the best city in the world, I am, I am living in, the in world, beautiful Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, there so, it is. Okay. That yeah. will be my topic today. I hope you're ready for a three-hour long montage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, no. I've been outnumbered. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. So many flat Northern Lakes accent. <laughs> just surrounding me all over the place um uh yeah well i mean i hear it's not about pittsburgh it is sadly not that'll have to be a different episode i'll come back oh yeah uh, please do yeah well i mean you know you and julia can collab on that one that's for sure (laughs) yes um michael why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and also tell us uh what you're going to be teaching us about today Yes. Well, um, long-time listener, first-time caller, um, oh, you know, been, been around for a while, honored to be on. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I emailed, I believe there was a request in the, um, for whatever reason, I forget how this came up. I believe it was in the um, the Borgia episode, the Lucretia mm. Borgia episode recently. <laughs> you yeah. were like, you were like, someone should do a Pokemon episode. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so I, I got out my phone and I emailed in um, because I think, you know, Pokemon, it comes up all the time. People mm-hmm. are into it. You know, I think there's that whole 30-something age group that's just really into Pokemon. So it comes up a lot. And I thought, you know, great thing. Great thing for everybody to know. Um, and so I, I pulled together some notes, thought I would kind of go through the history, um, you know, teach the basics and, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Awesome. I'm very excited. Um, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say at the top of the show, I was going to say, I know next to absolutely nothing about Pokemans. And I think that's come up several times in this podcast that I am a Pokemon idiot. Um, But you have more experience with it, Julia, not just because of like, you know, being around and, and knowing things, but also because of your job. Yes. So mm-hmm. I might be, if Lauren is a Pokemon idiot, I'm <laughs> I'm like Fine, a Pokemon freshman. Like, Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, played red and blue with my brother when we were, when we were younger and mm. we watched a lot of the Pokemon television show. Oh, right. I, yeah. at mm-hmm. one point, could do the whole Pokemon rap. I'm not gonna, you know, I don't... <laughs> 
I don't want to brag. Yeah. Okay, so you you've seen my quiz then. Okay, all right. <laughs> you two oh tentacle aerodactyl. Um, oh boy. So and then when Pokemon Go came out, it was a big mm-hmm. thing, and and I participated in that for a little bit too. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. when, and then it started getting into like some of the like newer generations of things, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So yeah. I am excited to to. Just kind of take all of this in. So. Mm-hmm, me too. All right. Sounds like we'll have a little trip down memory lane to begin, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll forge some new paths. <laughs> it's the best kind awesome. of I'm show. I'm so excited. All right. Well, let's jump in, um, and let's actually jump in a little bit before Pokemon begins. So mm. I want you to I want you to with me. I want you to picture it. It's the suburbs of Tokyo. It's the early '70s. A really groovy time. Ooh. Um, I assume it's beautiful. I haven't been there to uh, the seventies. Um, so uh, a young, uh, a young man, young gentleman in the suburbs of Tokyo, uh, Satoshi Tajiri. He loves collecting insects. That's his passion. He's you know oh. going all around to ponds and fields and everything. Um, he actually becomes so obsessed that his peers start to call him Doctor Bug. Uh, I will note that my source calls them peers and not friends. Um, <laughs> Poor Doctor Bug. I know. Well, you know, he comes out okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how that worked. So, you know, over the years, he's growing older, right? Um, you know, development has kind of taken over some of these fields and ponds. Not a lot of places to catch bugs. And he kind of goes, he becomes more of an indoor kid. Um, he turns to video games. At the tender, tender age of 17, he starts a gaming magazine called Game Freak. Um, mm. And to start out, it's him and his friends. They actually make the entire thing by hand. So they literally like oh. write the entire magazine and then staple it together, which I was like, good for you. Um, yeah. And so one, you know, he gets his friends to help. One of his friends uh, is his friend Ken Sugimori, who will uh, who will become famous uh, by designing basically all of the first generation of Pokemon, like all the Pokemon, Ooh. all the people, all the aesthetics, all the look. He basically drew all of it. Um, wow. and so this, you know, they're kind of getting their start here. So after seven years running this magazine, um, Satoshi is like, these games, they're not good enough. I'm tired of writing about all these games that aren't very good. Um, mm. And he decides, I'm going to make some games. And so he starts a development company called Game Freak, also after the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you cast your mind back to red and blue, first thing you see when you start up is Game Freak, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they start, before they do Pokemon, they make some games for Nintendo, for Sega. You know, they're kind of going out, making some money. Um, and one day, I actually never heard this until I started researching this episode. Um, one day, Satoshi uh, sees two kids playing Game Boys. And they're linked together. If you if you played Red and Blue, you remember the link cable mm-hmm. to trade with your friends. Um, you just plug two Game Boys into each other. And so he sees two kids playing with their Game Boys linked. And he just kind of imagines in his mind um, insects, you know, kind of from his childhood, kind of crawling along the wire, kind of going between the two Game Boys. And mm-hmm. that is the inspiration um, for Pokemon. <gasps> so he... He is inspired by his childhood passion for bug collecting and this idea that they can go between Game Boys, um, which I thought was really interesting. Because, I mean, I kind of think of Pokemon, you know, you think of it as like, oh, it's where you like battle and you're fighting. But it's actually originally from this like collecting and trading with your friends kind of place. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we get to the fighting part. Um, (laughs) But don't worry about that. Um, you know, so to, so he gets this idea. Um, you know, just to wrap up the history. You know, Nintendo gives him a little money. They're like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, he's originally calling it Capsule Monsters, which is like, um, you know, those little you put it in the quarter and you turn you turn it and you get one of the oh yeah, oh like the gumball machines type. Thing. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, so he's calling it that. Um, 
to start out with. And Nintendo's like, you seem like you need some help, man. Um, so they send over uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who, um, who you might have heard that name. Uh, so he is very <laughs> famous within Nintendo circles. He created Mario and Donkey Kong and Zelda and Pikmin, uh, to name four accomplishments, among many others. Um, mm-hmm. So he is... He's he's a he's a big Nintendo person, um, and so Shigeru Miyamoto comes over and he's kind of mentoring Satoshi, um, and so they're creating this game. They create they create uh, Pokemon. You know, Blamo. Here we are. We have Pokemon, um, and so kind of the next portion of this, I'll kind of go through the generations, so to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the history. So um, I just want to give everyone a heads up. Generation one will seem very long. All of the generations are not equally sized in this talk. <laughs> okay, um, good. <laughs> I say that merely just because, you know, Gen 1, they really like, they kind of nail a lot of it. So a lot of the pieces that will end up at the end are already there. So it right. takes a while to go through. Um, mm. Also, it's the one that like, let's be real. If you're going to come up against something at trivia, it's going to probably be Gen 1 because that's mm. the one that people remember. Yes. Um, so Gen 1 will take a while. Do not be afraid. Uh, <laughs> later generations will just be kind of like a little summary, you know, some changes like here's the new stuff. Um so it takes a while and then it speeds up. And Lauren, um, that's where you get the things that are like, they're running out of creatures. So they're like, yeah, here's a oh, bunch of don't. keys. Yeah, here's a bunch of keys. I remember the keys. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a real Pokemon. Clef <laughs> um, key for the kids playing at home. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go through some of that. Um, oh, boy. Awesome. I know. Oh, yeah. they Those people are creative. Let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I will note also before I start that um, there, uh, I also did not know this before researching, there have been 122 Pokemon games so far. Oh my God. I will God. not be speaking about all of them. <laughs> okay, great. This would literally be a 10 hour long episode. That's yeah. so um, many. Yeah, I know. I was like, who? who I thought there were just um, like, I don't know, a dozen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. We'll be speaking about probably 20. Um, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. And most of them are paired, right? So it's not, it's right. not like 20 individual ones. It's like 10 counters. Um so yes, so that's so that's just the frame. So that's what we're gonna go through. We're gonna go through the eight generations, and we'll just kind of discard all the parts that I didn't think were interesting. Um, <laughs> Great, that's what I do every week. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, I know you're probably gonna get some. Uh, I'm just warning you in advance. You might get some hate mail that I like. Don't mention somebody's favorite Pokemon, and I'm sorry in advance, everybody. I, you know, <laughs> that's all right. I. I just kind of put in the ones that I thought would be of no in trivia, you know, for exactly. Games, so. This is exactly. Um, so okay. So we've got uh, we got Satoshi, we got Shigeru. They're working together. They're making the first game, um, and so uh, we get we start in Gen One. So the the Pokemon games are arranged in what are called generations. So it's just like you know all the games that are kind of doing the same stuff. So there mm-hmm. are eight so far. So in Gen One, which at the time was just Pokemon, we didn't know it was going to go so far. Um, so Gen One starts actually in uh, February of '96. Uh, mm-hmm. In Japan, we get red and green. So in the U.S., we will end up getting red and blue, but in Japan, they get red and green first. Then in February, so they released in February, um, just a few months later in October, they're like, oh, we could we could do another one. So they do blue in October. And that's just, you know, kind of a few cleanups, not too different. Um, then they get yellow two years later. Uh, you might remember that if you were kind of around um, the Pikachu, the special Pikachu yes. edition. So they get that in September of 98. And then, so all those games are out in Japan. And only then, uh, actually only 16 days after uh, yellow, I was like, I, they were both in September of 98, and I was like, oh, I made an error. But like, nope, they both came out in 98. Um, so 16 days after Yellow comes out in Japan, we here in the U.S. get red and blue. And then a year later, we'll get yellow. Mm. Um, people who are not in the U.S. or Japan, sorry, I did not look up all your dates. <laughs> there were a lot of release dates. Um, yeah. I'm sure they were very meaningful to you as a child, but I didn't have time. Um, 
So I'll just be kind of covering Japan. And uh, I think from now on, I, I will only just say like when they came out first, which okay. is almost always Japan. Um, okay. So, so all these games are for the original Game Boy, right? So we're in black and white. Very simple. You get your little gray <laughs> brick, right? Um, the only two side games I'll mention in this entire episode are uh, probably the the most well beloved are for the back for the N sixty four in ninety nine we had Snap and then a month later we had Stadium so Snap you might remember is the one where you don't catch the Pokemon you just take pictures take of all the pictures. Pokemon yeah so that that was fun they're releasing a new one um, they haven't announced a date yet but they're releasing a new one so if you liked it you can play again that's cool um, and then Stadium was just kind of like it didn't have the plot line it was mostly just kind of the battles and it was mm-hmm. for you know for the home which was really cool I remember being so amazed because it's like you have these like little, you know, 16 by 16 gray blocks and then they're like alive and they're in color and they're moving around and they're 3D. Um, it was wild, everyone. The 90s, what a time. Um, a hell of a drug. Um, we didn't so, have okay, internet so, then. This was, yeah, yeah we, this was everybody's really entertainment, didn't. for real. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just put little monsters, do monster fights on your TV. Um, so in Gen 1, kind of the, the theme of Gen 1 is kind of all about like engineering. Um, there's a little bit of like genetic engineering involved. Like all the, mon- all the starters are kind of like dinosaur-esque. Um, mm-hmm. there's a part in the game where like fossils can be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, Mewtwo, who's like, you know, key Pokemon is, is literally genetically engineered yeah. from another Pokemon. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So it is very much like kind of an engineering, like, you know, we're living in the future kind of theme. Mm. So Gen 1 takes place in a region of the Pokemon world, which is just not Earth. I guess it's just you know, another thing. Um, and so the, the region is called Kanto, which is based on the real life region of Kanto. Kanto. Um, okay. Which is, yeah, yeah. They, I'm telling you, the names in Gen 1 are a little meh. Um, like there's a Pokemon called Seal, and it's a seal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, it's like, woo. Hey, clear. Uh, clear, concise. Yeah, exactly. So they become a lot more uh, probably, you know, trademark oriented in the future and come up mm-hmm. with more unique names. But um, so they start in Kanto, which is the region around Tokyo in Japan. So um, if you kind of look at a map of the Pokemon and you look at real life, you know, they map kind of one to one. And Pallet Town, which is where your character starts, is actually based on Satoshi Tajiri's hometown just outside oh. of Tokyo. Oh, OK. Yeah, which is really cute. Um, and if you played this, uh, you know, if you played Red and Blue, you'll probably remember all the cities are colors. So there's mm-hmm. like um, Cinnabar Island and Saffron <laughs> City and Cerulean. Um, mm. So it's kind of fun. Um, so Gen 1 is really where you get a lot of the basics, right? We will see. They put stuff down and then they, they just ride that for eight more generations. So <laughs> they really nailed it. Um, so to start, we have the story. I'm putting this in air quotes. Yes. I guess no one else can see my air quotes. I'm putting this in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> the story, which is not, it's not, none of them are really very narrative. Um, but you might remember some of this. Uh, you know, you're a 10 year old boy. Um, you are wandering around in this world full of these monsters who could presumably murder you at any time with all their attacks. It's fine. It's fine. It's There's fine. no adult. Your mom is literally at the beginning of the game, like, have fun, see ya. And then just never talks to you again. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the default name for your character is actually Satoshi for the guy who created the game. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a rival in this game. You'll probably remember, um, who is also 10 and who is kind of a douche. Um, <laughs> I think we all know that he's just not nice. Um, <laughs> he is not nice. And his, his default name is actually Shigeru for Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> the guy who helped. Jeez. So, I don't know what, I feel a like that's a message that's a little confusing, <laughs> but you know, okay. Um. And then, you know, the things that we'll see time and time again, you go through, you know, you're wandering around the world and you're beating the eight gyms, you know, and each gym is for a different type. Um, And then you beat the elite four who are even stronger and they all have a type. And then you beat the champion after you beat the elite four. 
Um, and he's a little bit stronger. He doesn't have just one type. He kind of mixes it up. So, you, you know, you really got to bring your A game. Um, and so, you know, you're beating all of them. You're getting the badges. And, and at the same time, you are supposed to, and I know we've all heard this, catch them all. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, yes. Good. I have I'm heard getting this. some nods. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. You're supposed to be finishing the Pokédex, which will record information as you're seeing and catching Pokémon. Mm. And so, you know, back to back to his inspiration. Um, and really, you know, that's really all you do. You wander around. You beat the gyms. You catch Pokémon. Boop, boop, boop. You know, pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was it's super really into like the collecting part. That was yeah. That mm-hmm. was what I like to do. And so, um, my brother also um, he was more of a battler. I don't know if that surprises mm. you, Lauren. Um, mm, not at all. But then we did a lot of the trading back and forth. So that was that was satisfying because there were mm-hmm. certain ones that didn't appear in specific cartridges. So like there were some some Pokemon that were in the red game, but not the blue game, et, et cetera. So that they, they really wanted you to be able to link to other people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Back to his kind of inspiration of the trading. Like they mm-hmm. exactly, they specifically put those in so that you have to trade with your friends. Like it is, it is built into the core of the game that you play with other people. Which is really, you know, I feel like that was really innovative probably in yeah, 1996. Definitely. Whereas now yeah, we're like, sure. oh, yeah, every game you play with your friends. Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> so, well, and now we have the internet. So, um, so you know, the the kind of the pieces of the game, you know, um, how you play through, right? You have your, your six Pokemon that you can take with you. So, you know, you got to make sure you got kind of a variety. You know, you don't want to take all of one kind. Otherwise, you won't be able to beat things that they're weak against. Um, you're battling. You know, we talked a little bit about that. We have our, our 15 types. I will read them extremely quickly. Um, I encourage you all to Google this. Uh, but we have normal, fire, fighting, water, flying, grass, poison, electric, ground, psychic, rock, ice, bug, presumably Satoshi's favorite, uh, dragon, and ghost. Normal's the so. normal's the plainest. So, uh, so okay. Boring. So these are types like like astrological types kind of thing. Like I'm a water sign. Well, so that means that I'm mutable and I'm gentle and um, emotional. No, Do you know more what I mean? like a fish is a water type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and a like, bug like is a rock. bug type. Yeah, like and the, uh, rocks are, the rock types are literally just rocks that are alive. Yeah, like I mean, it's, Lauren, they're really trash ghost is a ghost. Like yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So wait. So wait. So wait. So wait. I did hear psychic in there. Yes. What? What are those? Uh, they use like brain, brain, brain energy waves. to like do controlling things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or they like yeah. read your mind, man. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They seem tough. I would want those guys. Yeah. But they, you they could really like smash strong. them real easy. You know what I mean? Like so. There's, oh, sure, there's yeah. certain types that um, that are like especially vulnerable to specific other types. So like water would be very good against a fire Pokemon. Sure. Like rock paper scissors. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's rock right. paper scissors, but there are fifteen of them. So there's this chart that you have to memorize mm-hmm. as part of being good at this game. <laughs> It's, it's a lot Seems of work. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it's honestly a lot of work. Well, just wait until we get to the later generations and how many Pokemon we'll get to by the end. And you'll, I mean, the amount of information you have to walk around with as a compendium. Yeah. Is, it's honestly too much, um, <laughs> if you ask me. I mean, it's one of the uh, most popular games, so clearly people really enjoy retaining that amount of well, yeah. information. Oh, no. 
I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed when people are like, oh, well, you know, I know based on all this stuff that like this Pokemon will be faster or like, you know, I'll do exactly this much damage. And I'm like, good for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. And I'm over here memorizing like novelty songs. Um, So that's what I'm wasting all my brain space with. So, uh, all right, back to battling, back to battling. So we have our types. We have our, uh, we have, you know, every Pokemon can know four moves. Um, that's important, right? You got your attacks. You got some special, like, status stuff. Attacks can be physical or special, kind of depending. Um, you got all your Pokemon stats, so they have attack. You know, how much damage are you doing versus defense? You can kind of you know, resist damage. Um, you mm-hmm. got special attack and defense for the special moves. Um, you got speed. Who's going to move first? Very important. Uh, mm-hmm. HP, which is uh, short for hit points. That could come up, and that's for like how you know how much damage can you take before you faint. Um, mm. So right, so those yeah, are kind they of the don't core die strategy. in the game, Lauren. They just faint. Yeah, they just faint. Yes, they just go. They get woozy Ooh. like a like a Victorian, you know, teenager. <laughs> yes, yes. I they got swoon gently been, upon. Yep. You just carry lunch. around one of those. Uh, yes, one of those one-armed couches. You carry it around, <laughs> and then you know before Pikachu faints, you like scoot it in there real quick. <laughs> I love this game so far. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's it's very genteel. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can uh, and in, and in battle you can inflict status on people. That's the other last one about you can make them paralyzed. You can put them to sleep. You can poison them and burn them. So those are kind of the key ones. Jeez. So those are all important strategies. Um, then after your battle, after you win, of course, because you're really good at this game, um, all your Pokemon that participated get experience. You get experience mm. points, and then when they get enough, they level up, and that's how they get stronger. Uh, and then for most Pokemon, um, there are a few other ways to do it. For most Pokemon, you level up enough and then they evolve. So uh, mm-hmm. if you were around for the for that kind of era, you, you remember about evolution, you know, your Charmander evolves into a Charmeleon, for example, or stuff like that. So um, I have a note here that it's 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 a little bit less like evolution and a little bit more like metamorphosis because like one Pokemon oh, sure. undergoes this change into a different form um, rather than like this species of Pokemon over like 10,000 years has become more adapted <laughs> to its ecological niche. Um, which, which will come up. I guess I should note. It will come up in a future generation. That comes up. So keep that. Oh boy. Put a pin in that. Um, and then, uh, you know, in yellow only, I'll note, uh, Pikachu, you have to have Pikachu. So you, you always pick, you always have to take Pikachu. You don't get to pick your starter. And it always has to be with you. You can't put it in the PC and it won't go in its Pokeball because it is a little diva. Um, and so it walks behind you, which is very precious. So like as you walk around in the overworld, it's like just falls behind you, one step behind you. And you can turn around and talk to it. Um, anyways, so that's just something funny. They, they invented it. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Everybody loves Pikachu. It is. Yeah. It is. People love Pikachu. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about Pikachu in a minute. Uh, so I just, I'll just note... Um, you know, this first version, you know, they they didn't realize it was going to be a big hit. They're kind of getting it out, you know, not a ton of budget, not a ton of time. They're kind of pushing out the door. So there are a lot of bugs in this version. You know, mm-hmm. people, people can go back and find all these uh, coding errors. Um, you know, it's not just because Satoshi loves the bugs either. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks. Good night. Um, yeah. Tip your waitress. Um, so uh, there, the, the, the one I'll note, I mean, there's a bunch that are just kind of esoteric. The one I'll note is... That, you know, moves moves have an accuracy, so they, you know, like a really strong move might sometimes miss. So that's kind of the mm-hmm. trade-off you have to make. Um, in this game, moves that say 100% accurate because of a coding error actually can miss one time out of every 256. Oh, so wow. they, are in, they are, in fact, a little bit less accurate. So mm. it's always embarrassing when you're like, I'll use this perfectly 100% accurate move. And it's like, oh, I miss. And you're like, no. <laughs> um, I just think that's a funny coding error. Um <laughs> All right, and so now for installation one of our eight-part segment, Pokemon, you should know. Yay! 
uh, trademark, trademark, trademark. Uh, so I, I will note, I will note for all, all eight sessions. Um, and I, I have a specific note here that, um, these are the ones I thought would come up in trivia. So, you know, I'm sure I will not say a lot of people's favorite. I'm sorry in advance. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just, we don't have time for that. Um, they actually took a, there was a poll on, I think Reddit, uh, when, when the newest version of the games came out for like what your favorite Pokemon was mm-hmm. over time. And I believe all but three Pokemon were chosen as somebody's favorite. So there are three Pokemon who nobody loves, which is so sad. <laughs> I want to know who those are. Oh, they're really boring. Lauren will ones. adopt them. They're like they're <laughs> yeah, they're like the boring middle ones. You know, they're like they're not the baby, and they're not like the strong one you would actually use. They're like three of the boring middle ones that no one cares about. Um, I mean, clearly, so anyways, yeah. Back to Gen One. Back to Gen One. Um, so the starters. Uh, these ones you may remember. You got Bulbasaur. He's a little dinosaur boy with a little bulb, like a plant bulb, on his back. You got Charmander. He's a little lizardy guy with a fire on his tail. And you got Squirtle, who's literally just a turtle. He's my favorite. He looks like a turtle. Yeah. There we go. Um, I will note here also that uh, you know Charmander. One of his uh, his final evolution is called Charizard. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh, that, yeah. That's very popular. Kind of a big dragony guy with big wings. Mm-hmm. Um, I will note that the developers are obsessed with Charizard. My lord. Like every time they introduce a new fun mechanic, they like stick an extra bit on Charizard, and you're like, okay, <laughs> all right. Sure. Like we literally have hundreds of other Pokemon we could be talking about, but like they're all they're really into Charizard, so we'll come back huh. to him. Um, I mean, he's cool, but I don't know if he's not cool. He's not uh, that cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so you got your starters. Um, then we have the one, the only, the Pikachu. You may know mm-hmm. this Pokemon. If you know a Pokemon, you are aware of <laughs> Yeah, Pikachu. that's the one I know, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You've seen the film um, starring acclaimed actor's voice, Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Pikachu, uh, Pikachu actually, interestingly, they didn't really design Pikachu to be the mascot. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of one of the ones they made. Um, yeah. And then it, it became so popular in the first generation that it became the mascot, basically. Like the, oh. the public response was actually the thing that made it the mascot. Which that was yes. really interesting. Like they didn't kind of go out with that in mind. Um, mm. So you know who Pikachu is, I think. You know, he's a little fat yellow kind of mouse thing. He's electric type. Uh, other Pokemon you might know. Um, Eevee. Eevee's like a little brown kind of fox kind of looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like little, a little fox buddy, dog. Very fluffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, good. See, I'm getting some support over here. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to describe Pokemon. I'm like, I don't know how Agreed. to say this. Um so yeah, it's a little kind of fox thing and it's notable for it can it can evolve into lots of different things. Like most Pokemon can only evolve into like one other or sometimes two, but Eevee can evolve, to date it can evolve into eight different things. Um, wow. So yeah, it's wild. You need like a special uh, stone or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or to evolve it Jeez. in day or nighttime, that's one. Or like it has to be friends with you or there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> that's oh a great God. way to summarize Pokemon is like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Um, also in gen one uh notable we have snorlax you might remember you might remember this boy yeah he's Mm -hmm, a a mm -hmm. big he's a big old fat boy um he's truly an icon all he does is sleep and be fat amazing um that's what he does um uh other pokemon ditto ditto is like a little purple blob and it just has like a little face with kind of a vacant smile um and ditto is special (laughs) because it can transform into another pokemon so it can, like, if you have a Ditto and you send it out, it'll turn into whatever the, the Pokemon you're fighting is. Yeah. Oh, Or it can, like, trick you, kind of, because you think, you you might think you're fighting against one kind, but actually it's a Ditto pretending to be 
one. Or I, is yeah. that a plot line in the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu movie? Maybe. <laughs> is it? Suki Waterhouse, oh. is that you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just Googled Ditto. I love him deeply. He is my oh, new favorite. <laughs> and my favorite, you have the picture up. So other people Google up. at home, D-I-T-T-O. Um, my favorite thing about Ditto is when, when it transforms into something else, the face doesn't copy over. So it's still Ditto's <laughs> face with just two little dots for eyes and a very vacant <laughs> smile. But it's just on Pikachu's little body or whatever. I love him. Oh, I Nintendo, love him. I would die for him. Nintendo <laughs> has a whole line of merch that is just Ditto turned into other Pokemon to monetize this thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this franchise has made so much money. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I think it is the number one highest grossing media franchise. Yes, it is. That makes it's, perfect sense. It's wild. It's a lot. <clears throat> um, so we got Ditto. Um, the last couple of Pokemon in Gen 1, uh, we got Mewtwo and Mew. Mm-hmm. So within in-universe, Mew is like this mythical Pokemon. It's like a little pink, kind of vaguely, I don't know. Kind of, I, don't, I don't know how to even call it. It's like... Got little arms and legs and a really long tail. And I mean, um, like and it cat, flies around kind as a psychic of. type. Yeah, vaguely. Um, and so Mew is like this kind of legendary one that no one can find. And so they find like one of its hairs and they clone. They try to clone it, but they make Mewtwo, who's like kind of more evil, a little I guess. Um, more grotesque looking got a, and big paws kind of. And yeah. That's not the and one that got talks, is it? What'd you say? It, is that the one that talks like it can talk? Like actually, besides say its own name, yes. it can in the movie. Yeah, in, in the movie, like super yes. intelligent. So in the okay. in the movie, we come across that. So and Mewtwo is like the last Pokemon um, in the main in the main Pokedex. Like the Pokedex, if you catch Mewtwo, it'll be like, oh, you're done. And then Mewtwo, Mew Mew One, if you will, is like a secret. Like you have to really work to get that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then the last Pokemon I will mention in Gen One is kind of not a Pokemon. Um, it's a it's something called Missing No. Yes. Missing No. So yes, people who played the game will remember. So so Missing No is a glitch. Um, mm-hmm. So so Missing No is short for like missing number. Like, um, mm-hmm. So um, and so if you if you've ever seen it, if you remember, it's like a little. It's kind of like two rectangles next to each other, and they look like a you know if you like turn your TV to a channel you don't get, and there's like the snow. It's just like mm-hmm. random fuzz. It just looks mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's what it is. And so, very briefly, because um, I think it's very interesting, the way that um, the way that this works is, like, in the data for the games, there's, like, just basically, like, a big table of, like, if I wanted to be, like, oh, what's Pokemon 25? You know, I just go to, like, the 25th row, and it's, like, 25. That's a Pikachu. And it looks, you know, this is its little picture. And here's what it sounds like. And here, and it's an electric type. And here's all this, you know, it's just, like, all the information. And so what happens when you hit missing now is that um, there's some kind of glitch you basically trick the game into being like, oh, I need to see Pokemon like 155 or something where like, you know, there's only 151 in the game, but the game isn't smart enough to be like, oh, that number's too big. So it basically just kind of goes to where the like 155th row should be. Does mm-hmm. that kind of make mm. sense? Like just okay. in, and it's, and all the game data is just all together in one giant block. So basically it goes past the end of the table it's supposed to go and then just starts like finding Ooh. random stuff. <laughs> And so depending on like, there's like, yeah, basically there's like a few different versions of missing no. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, it'll just like try to find some random data. So it might be like sound files or it might be like a picture of something or it might be a map of something or it might be the list of things in your bag or it might, I mean, it could be literally anything. And so then the game is like, okay, that's a Pokemon and like tries to read it like a Pokemon. Um, and that's, that's like how that picture shows up is that all yeah. the, the snow is like random garbage data from somewhere else. Oh my God. That's yeah. kind of cool. 
And it was like, there was like a specific way to get a missing no in the game Mm -hmm. was you had Uh to like go swim past an island or something and like get to like a specific square that was in like the water that you were swimming in. It's all coming back to me, Michael. (laughs) Wow. Yes. That was very accurate. Wow. Good work. Um, Yeah. So missing no, totally. And it's, yeah. And it like, it can... It can do a lot of weird stuff. It can like duplicate stuff in your bag. It can like clone Pokemon when you find it. It can it can oh usually gosh. crash your game. Um, it can <laughs> yes. corrupt your save file. That's what I remember. The- Crashing the game. Yes. It, can, <laughs> it can crash your game, but the other problem it can do is it can corrupt your save file because if it if the game is like gets too confused, it'll like start writing mm-hmm. into your save file and then oh, it's no. like, oh, just restart the literally the entire game. Yeah. Oh so boy. It's is dangerous. Yeah. A real roll of the dice. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So that's kind of the Pokemon you should know uh, out of Gen 1. Um, a, a one-time segment, characters you should know, TM. Uh, just for, um, so we have we have Ash Ketchum, you may remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen a movie, if you've ever seen an anime, he's literally Wait. in every single movie and anime. Wait, his okay, last name is Ketchum? With a K. Yeah, it's K-E-T-C-H-U-M. Okay, okay. Does All that right. make it better for you or worse? <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? No, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Call him Ash Ketchum. Great. I love I mean, it. We don't have a choice. We have to. Yeah, we exactly. Do, we do not own the Pokemon company. We no. do not rename their characters. <laughs> In Japanese, his name is uh, Satoshi, though. Is the mm-hmm. guy sure. who created it. So, yes. Yeah, so, Ash... Um, if you remember, yeah, he's he's in all the animes. He's literally still the star of the anime, 22 years later. Um, he is still 10 years old, FYI, canonically. Mm-hmm. He does not age. Um, he still has Pikachu. He has the little Pikachu that likes to ride around with him. Um, yeah, you know, that's Ash. Um, other people you might want to know is Professor Oak. Uh, if you mm. remember the games, he's the person who gives you your starters. So at the very beginning of the game, when you're when he's like, hey, which one of these three Pokemon do you want? That's, that's who gives them to you. So mm. he's the professor who I believe he researches evolution, if I'm remembering correctly. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, so that's Professor Oak. And then the last one is Team Rocket. Ah, yes. mm-hmm. If you ever watch the anime, you'll remember yeah. Team Rocket. So, <laughs> blasting in, in out the speed large, Exactly. <laughs> Team Rocket is a like a, a villainous organization, I guess. They're kind of mafia-like, I guess, um, <laughs> but like a children's version. Um, and so, you know, their leader's Giovanni, and you got to fight him in the first generation games a little bit. But then, yeah, from the show, the Ash is always followed around by Jesse. James and their Meowth, who can speak English for a reason that they explain in great detail in a background episode of the anime, <laughs> FYI. Yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, the Meowth that could speak, because he was yes. part one of the the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Meowth is mascot. cute compared to Mewtwo. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Mewtwo's not cute. <laughs> no. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to have to Google him, too. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, Ooh, I'm, I'm waiting, ready for your reaction. Okay, so it's Mew, like M-E-W? M-E-W-T-W-O. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's that looks like um, like a Star Wars alien. <laughs> it only has three fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I hate it. Yeah, I don't like him. No. Oh, its bottom is so big, <laughs> and its tail looks like a sex toy. It's very oh. unfortunate. <laughs> wow, we're gonna have to put the explicit warning on this episode. <laughs> We already do. Too late. Ha, ha. I'm going back to Ditto. Discussion I'm going to go back to Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. And in like, in like the TV show version of it, like Jesse and James are always mm-hmm. like getting into all kinds of 
all kinds of mischief. Oh, they're and, extremely and, inept. Yeah. And they and they, they don't they speak in rhyming <laughs> cadence? Like they, they rhyme? A, they have an intro song. They have like a whole intro song that they do in every episode. It takes up a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just to fill space, honestly. Yeah. Not to further the plot, but to just really establish who they are. Yeah. In case you forgot since last yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So that's kind of Gen 1. Um, and I'll just say, you know, at the end of Gen 1, obviously these games are like a smash hit. Yes. Yeah. I think it's very evidenced by we're talking about it 22 years later, um, you know, to someone who didn't even play them and does not care, you know. <laughs> so obviously these things matter. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, my, my note here is that uh, in 2009, IGN, which is like a big video game review website, called Red and Blue the best-selling RPG of all time. Which I believe. Believe it. I mean, yeah. yeah you know, I was gonna. I was going to mention that when you were describing like the way that the game works with like hit points and everything, it really did sound a lot like D and D to me. Like this idea of mm-hmm. like utilize like you know all of these different skills and and negatives and that kind of thing to kind of balance out and play each other by using these these strategies. Um, it definitely reminded me a lot of D and D and that yeah. kind of thing. So that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it's not just like punch, punch, punch. It's like okay, yeah. they're a they're a rock type, and so yeah, I'm electricity. So that's not going to be good against that. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, th- figuring out the different types and what attacks will will go well against certain things. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and, I'm on board. I'm with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Pokemon Red and Green got inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame a few years ago too. So nice. Mm-hmm. I Thank saw you. that they were not in the World Toy Hall of Fame. The game, the original Game Boy is, but not any of the games yes. for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently these were not innovative enough. So well, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be writing a letter writing campaign for uh, next year. To me. <laughs> yeah. Who's not even on the committee. <laughs> Ran, random co-worker of committee yeah. approval. I'll be like, I'll come in with like a, like a whole like postal service, mm-hmm. like bin full, like... <sighs> Here's some Here more from Michael. Jump it on Chris Bench's desk the one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just me buying like postage in bulk, you know, to stick on all these letters. <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, and then so you know, as we've I think alluded to a few times, uh, there's you start to get a lot of this like media empire piece even mm-hmm. kickstarted now. So um, I'll just kind of mention probably the three that come to mind for me. Um, we have trading cards, so that was really big. yeah. I distinctly remember a lot of the trading cards mm-hmm. um, as a child, like trading with all my friends and, you know, you get the little pack and you see what's inside because it's random. Um, mm-hmm. I'll note that the trading cards was made by a company called Wizards of the Coast, which oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, so they're most famous for Magic the Gathering, um, mm-hmm. of course, and they do like a billion other trading card games. Um Oh yeah, so they they do that, um, and I yeah I feel like I really really clearly remember I have such such uh, sharp memories of the the shiny Charizard. Was it, I was gonna I like say, was crazy, Michael, did you have a shiny Charizard? <laughs> oh, I had a shiny Charizard. Oh, come on, <laughs> I was an aficionado. <laughs> oh yeah, so trading cards that was really big. Um, which FYI, again, still going. They're still releasing mm-hmm. new booster packs for a trading card game. Um, another thing that's still going, the anime, like I said. Oh, yeah. Ash and Pikachu, they've just gone to every like new, you know, like every time there's a new generation of games, they go to that new region. Ash is still 10, still brings Pikachu. Team Rocket's still following them around. Mm. I mean, it's 
I mean, you could you could start watching one now and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. I'm right at home. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. It's like Days of Our Lives. You could just pick, yeah. mm-hmm. pick it right back up. It's yep. just like, mm-hmm. oh, only eight days have passed since I watched this 15 <laughs> yep. years ago. Yep. Although they, although I will say they, um, they like remodeled Ash a little bit. Like he looks a little bit different in every series. Oh, so okay. now he is like kind of rounder a little bit like the art style is a little bit rounder it's oh, okay. know, it's unsettling to me personally uh, <laughs> sorry art people I mean it so, would be great if I had seen we're all the taking notes generation. Pokemon anime quote unsettling <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a mean letter from Nintendo's legal team um, or I guess you'll get a mean letter I don't know um, misinfopod LLC uh, and then, so the last, the last kind of big spinoff into the media empire is the movies. We're on like mm-hmm. maybe like twenty five now or something. There are a lot of films. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and they have like cinematic releases. I mean, they're in theaters and everything. Um, wow. So the only, the first one, the only real one that matters um, is Mewtwo Strikes Back, which is the story of Mewtwo and how he mm. is cloned and then is real grumpy at people for literally cloning him and then abusing him for science, and so he takes it out on on uh, people. Um, and Understand. the one note I will say about that, this is actually a trivia fact that could come up in Mewtwo Strikes Back. They, they diegetically. So like in universe, they, uh, refer to the sports team, the Minnesota Vikings. <gasps> so the Minnesota Vikings exist in the Pokemon world, <laughs> which implies that Minnesota exists and also that Scandinavia exists. There's a lot of question marks coming. From oh that. yeah. Wow. You like, can really pull out a lot with regards to that. Yeah, it's just a throwaway line, but it opens a lot of questions. <laughs> like, are they aware of our world? And they just I love it. Sent us a they memo. Come over. Yeah, where are so our Pokemon? Know. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I Minnesota love it. Vikings, huh? I yeah. remember when the so. when that first big movie came out. Um, my mom and brother and I went to Burger King beforehand because Burger King mm-hmm. had the Pokemon toys in the Burger King oh, kids I have meal. so many of those at my parents' basement. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> my poor mother. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And it was one of those things where, like, like, they made 150, you know, Pokemon toys and, you know, surprise, whatever you got in your in your meal. So that was a big that was a big smash hit for for old BK. Um, but yeah, we went and we got some of that before going to the movie. And so that was like a little, a little Aww. event. Nice little package. That's really nice. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't have a clear memory of seeing that one. This is a little off topic. I have a very clear memory of seeing Space Jam. I remember my dad took mm. me and we were, we were in a, we were in his old Jeep that he used to have with like the top down. Oof, I just have lucky. a very clear memory of that. That was, that was good. That was a good memory. That is anyway, a nice not memory. Topic. It's not related to Pokemon. It was just a nice time. Uh-huh. Let's all take a second and think about a nice time. Because 2020 <laughs> was rough on all of us. I'm thinking yes. about one right now. <laughs> we'll be leaving three minutes of silence in the final version of this podcast for you to think about a nice time. Yeah. We all need oh, it. Boy. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> taking notes for the engineering team. Um, all right. So that was Gen 1. I promised it would take a while. I think I've lived up to my promise. <laughs> There's a lot to cover. Like I said. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Fine. And like I said, you really got a lot of the basics. You got a lot of the more famous things. Um, so now now we'll kind of we'll clip through them a little bit more. Um, so all right. So Gen 2. We're moving on. So in November of 99, so this is about a year-ish after uh, the games have come in America, we get gold and silver is the, the pair. So every every generation starts with a pair. Mm-hmm. We get gold and silver. And then um, the kind of new and improved version is uh, crystal. 
in this generation. Mm. So most generations, you know, there's like a pair that's kind of the same storyline, maybe a little bit different, but like Julia was saying, with some different Pokemons that you have to trade mm-hmm. or buy both. Mm-hmm. Um, could also be just a cruel money grab. Uh, and then um, <laughs> Crystal has all the, you know, the, the last one has like all the Pokemon and it usually has like some improvements or like a post game or you mm. know, some kind okay. of slightly better quote unquote thing so gold silver and crystal um they come out they're all in game boy color so that's exciting so the original yes. ones are all black and white so now we're in color so we can pokemon can have color um which makes them a lot more interesting to look at um yeah and really clears up what some of them were i feel like some of the gen one sprites you're like well, i don't know what we're going for here with this <laughs> um, so they you know they really come together um, so the theme of Gen 2, where Gen 1 was all about like engineering, about kind of modernity a little bit, um, this one's all about like mythology and tradition. So a lot mm. of the architecture, the buildings in game is more kind of old school, kind of traditional Japanese architecture. Um, one fact I also hadn't, I keep, I learned a lot in researching this episode that I hadn't learned about kind of the lore, um, is that uh, this generation introduces this kind of idea of legendary Pokemon, where in the first one, there were Pokemon that were rare. Like if you played the mm-hmm. game, you're like Mewtwo or Mew or um, Zapdos, Nardacuno, Moltres. Yes. Um, but people, but people kind of within the universe were like, oh, those exist. They're just hard to find. Whereas in this mm. game is where you truly get the idea, like diegetically, that, oh, th- they are legendary. People are like, oh, no, that that's just a myth. Like that Pokemon doesn't exist. Um, oh, okay. Like yeah. a dragon. Which I thought was really in interesting. Ama- like in our times. In America. Yes. In like America. a dragon in America. <laughs> <laughs> except, except then we don't send 10-year-old children out to find those dragons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we move past that. Uh, so we're kind of doing this mythology and tradition piece. Uh, we're in a place called, we're in a new region called Johto, J-O-H-T-O, um, which is cool. It's right next to Kanto, which is the region <laughs> from the first one. So in this game, like you you play through all of Johto, you do all the gems, you do the Elite Four, blah, blah, blah. And then once you finish the Elite Four, they're like, oh, hey, have you heard of this new thing next door called Kanto? And then you get to like go back to all the things you did. Oh, in the first game, that's cool. Which is really cool. So you get to like fight all the gym leaders and now they're like stronger and like time has passed. So they're like, oh yeah, like three years ago, this kid beat me, you know, and it's like mm. the, the from the first gen. So it's, I, it's really cool. They haven't done it since then. But Aww. I thought it was really neat. <clears throat> Um, and this is Johto is based on uh, another part of Japan called the Kansai region, which is um, where Kyoto and Osaka are um, mm. in a smaller city called Nara, which used to be um, which was the capital of Japan at one point. Um, so it's kind of a little bit more. It's a kind of a part that's a little bit more like old school, a little more traditional mm-hmm. um, rather than like, you know, Tokyo is obviously like, you, I mean, oh, yeah. if you've never been to Tokyo, you have seen a photograph of Tokyo and it's like yeah. a huge city. I mean, it is, it is a lot. Um, whereas like these other cities tend to be a little bit more city. Um, so kind of the big changes, we get 100 new Pokemon. So now we're up to 251. Um, wow. If you stopped at two, if you stopped at 150, wait for some of these numbers. Uh, not this number, <laughs> but wait for some of the numbers. Um, so we get, we get 100 new Pokemon. Um, like I said, we're in Game Boy Color, so we're getting color. Um, we get two new types. So like you were saying, um, Lauren, you you stumbled onto a very deep insight, which is that in the first generation, Psychic type was like kind of overpowered like it didn't have mm. enough stuff that was good against it so in this type they were like we're gonna make psychic a lot worse so they they add this type called dark uh Ooh. which is in japanese it's literally just called evil which is i think oh. is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay they're right to the point i love it um so they introduce so yeah so they introduce the dark type they also introduce the steel type which i don't know is cool um oh cool so uh, other things that they introduced, they introduced a shiny Pokemon. So um, if you played through the Gen 2 games, you'll probably remember uh, there's a part where you have, you go and find a red Gyarados. Um, so Gyarados is a Pokemon. Um, it's like a big kind of 
sea dragon kind of thing um and it's blue so it's like oh it's like big long kind of snake thing with like big you know chompy jaws um and it's blue normally and then in this game there's like a red one and it's kind of a mystery and it's this thing that they put into the games and and they've kept it going where every pokemon has kind of a different like color scheme basically Mm -hmm. um, and they're really rare so you know like I have never really cared that much about them. I'm, I'm like, I'm a little more casual about it. Um, but like some people, like a lot of people are really into like finding them because they're really mm-hmm. rare. Um, you know, so they want to like collect all the shiny ones. Um, so, and some, some of the changes are like really, really subtle. I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, those are the same. It's like, I <laughs> need you to find the differences. Between find the difference. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, those are the same picture, but some of them are really different. Yeah. Like this, like, you know, Gyarados is blue and then it's red and you're like, oh yeah, I got I can it. Tell that those are two different things. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they introduced that, and so that's always fun. Um, they introduced Pokemon gender in these games. So before, like in Gen One, Pokemon are just like kind of there. Um, yeah. There's no concept. There were there's Nidoran male and Nidoran female, but they were like special. And in this game, like you can have like a boy Pikachu or a girl Pikachu. Um, mm. Okay. So now you can have and like some Pokemon, like Ditto is has no gender. Ditto is like neuter, I guess, or genderless. I think is the term. Um, and then like some Pokemon can only be male, or some Pokemon can only be female. Um, so I have Pokemon gender. That's kind of fun. Um, and then in Crystal only, a really exciting development. You can now choose to be a girl. Oh. I know. Wow. Equality. We're done. Ship it. So it was like, so, six, yes, you can now- <laughs> like the sixth official game then mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. it took that yeah. long? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So starting then and then up to now. Yeah. When you, when you turn on the game, it's like, are you a boy or a girl? And you can pick one. Um, so, you know, that's nice. Um Exciting, exciting stuff. Uh, so that's kind of the basics of Gen 2. So Pokemon, you should know. TM. Um, I want everyone to think of the more you know. Yes. You know, yes. Like I <laughs> paint that whole picture in your mind. Um, so really the only ones that I think are super famous from this one are the starters probably. So um, the grass starter is called Chikorita, who is like a little kind of dinosaur thing with a leaf on its head. Kind of oh, like, a, a back, like a long pony kind of. Um, uh, the fire one is called Cyndaquil. It's almost, it's like a little hedgehog, but the spikes are little fires on its back. <laughs> oh, that's um, cute. And then the, the water one is Totodile, who's literally just a baby crocodile who walks around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they really, I will say like the first generation, yeah, they're kind of cute, but they really, they dial in on the cuteness factor as we go forward. Yes. I mean, if you look at the starters now, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, like they are, they are precious beyond belief. Um, all right, session two. So Gen 3, uh, we start with Ruby and Sapphire in 2002. Uh, two mm. years later, we get Emerald. And these are all on Game Boy Advance. So, you know, color, the screen's a little wider, but, you know, mm-hmm. nothing real special. The theme here is nature. So um, the story, the storyline in this one is that there are two teams in this one. There's not just Team Rocket. There's Team Magma and Team Aqua. Magma thinks there should be more land. Aqua thinks there should be mm. more sea. Uh-oh. Who win? That's the plot line of the game. Um, and so you have to go around and be like, no, stop it. Um, no more, no lava, no oceans. We're good. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of nature in this one. Um, these ones are in a place called Hoenn, H-O-E-N-N. Uh, it's based on the uh, southern part of Japan. The, the fourth biggest island is called Kyushu and some of the surrounding islands. So a lot of water. In this one, we get 135 new Pokemon. We're up to 386. Um, and this one we introduce weather so it can be rainy or sunny or a sandstorm um there can be fog people did not like fog when <laughs> when it's foggy in the game all your moves automatically become less accurate so just like everybody's <laughs> missing everything all the time it was extremely <laughs> annoying oh, literally zero yeah. people liked it um and so they took it out and liked the next gen they were like oh, oh yeah, good. that's a bad idea <laughs> um <laughs> later on they'll introduce hail as like a fifth as another um weather 
Sandra's Weather, um, they introduced this thing, um, just I'll talk about briefly, called abilities. So like every Pokemon has like an ability, which is just like a passive effect. Like you don't you don't use it. It just kind of happens. So yeah. Oh, one, okay. Like a really common one is like intimidate. And that's like you come out into battle and the other Pokemon is like intimidated and their attack goes down. Oh, okay. So like, or there's ones where it's like when they go into battle, it becomes sunny or, you know, so it's stuff kind of like, that, uh, okay. like things just kind of happen automatically. Um, so there are 267 abilities now. I looked that up. I was like, oh my goodness. So yet another thing you have to memorize, by the way, um, <laughs> and how they all interact. That's another thing. Um, so wow. that, that was just like a really big change for like how you, you know, how you have to like strategize about the game. Uh, and then the final important thing about this one is uh, you get double battles where it's like you send out two Pokemon versus their two Pokemon. So it's just kind of mm. like, you know, I really like them personally, uh, which is kind of why I put them in. But, you know, it's just kind of like a different strategy because sometimes like your one Pokemon can do something to like set your other Pokemon up for yeah. success. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Different different kind of like teamwork. Um, Pokemon you should know. Uh, we have our starters. Our grass type is called Trico. He has a little gecko. Oh, go. great. Um Torchic, the fire one, is a little chick, like a baby chicken. Um, oh. And then uh, Mudkip is the water one, and he's like a little, like I guess like a mudfish, you know, one of those yeah. kind of like semi kind of amphibious ones. If you oh, were yeah. around in the mid-2000s on the internet, um, you were probably aware of the I heard you like Mudkips meme. You might be familiar. <laughs> I looked it up. I was like, as I was like, as I knew about this meme, and then I was like, what was, like, what was this? What was the <laughs> meme behind this? As far as I could tell, there was no meaning. It was literally just a thing you said. <laughs> I know, 4chan. It was wild. Um, yeah. I was not there, thankfully. But they, they invented it. So I was like, all right, sure. Um, so that's kind of Pokemon you should know. It's just kind of three starters. Um, also in Gen 3, to wrap up Gen 3, uh, we have remakes. So this is the first time we're going to get remakes. We'll see a bunch. Um, and basically, so in 2004, they released Fire Red and Leaf Green, which were remakes of Red and Green specifically. Yeah. Um, and it was basically like the plot and the settings of Red and Green, but then kind of all the like new stuff up to Gen 3. So oh, like, okay. weather is in there and like abilities are in there and like the new types are in, you know, so that's kind of all this. Um, and uh, I will note, um, this was the first set of games where you do wireless linking. So they came when you bought Fire Red and Leaf Green, they came with a little adapter. So like the same little port where you plug in the cable, mm-hmm. you just plugged in this little, I don't know, little like half circle kind of thing. And then you could like wirelessly trade with your friends. Oh, man. I remember that being oh, so cool. This is um, It was like I mean, the predecessor to like, to, right like airdropping to things, right? Yes. Yeah, basically. Yes, you could basically airdrop your Pokemon to your friends. <laughs> a wonderful That's way amazing. to say it. But it immediately became obsolete because in Gen 4, <laughs> you could use the internet. Um, so in Gen 4, I know, I was like, wow, so innovative. And then I was like, ah, so oh, lit. Um, in Gen 4, Gen 4, we have, in 2006, we have Diamond and Pearl. And then they will wrap that up with Platinum, which those do not seem to be three of the same type of thing to me. <laughs> no. But whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a rock, a thing a fish makes, and a metal so i don't know um so the, these ones are on ds which um uh ds is is for dual screen so it's a little is kind of the the next thing in the game boy line um and so when you open it the, you you flip it up like a kind of a flip phone but like real wide mm-hmm. um and the top screen was just like a normal screen um and then the bottom screen is a touch screen so like oh, all I these like games that. would have like you know like you walking around or like the battle on the top screen and the bottom screen would be like the map or the menu or something like that mm-hmm. um, so it's a little bit easier so that was kind of nice um, the themes of Gen 4 is, like, the history of the universe, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> Easy. This, in this generation. Just put it in one we cartridge. Will have it's fine. <laughs> we, we, will have, we will have a Pokemon that created the world. We will have a Pokemon that is in charge of time. We'll have a Pokemon what? that is in charge of space. We'll have a Pokemon what? that is made of antimatter. 
what which one's in charge of time we need to like hire him for TimeCon 2021 <laughs> yeah TimeCon. <laughs> um yes the 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 ones on the box of diamond and pearl dialga's in charge of time and palkia's in charge of space i know Whoa. it's a lot this, it's a lot that's my favorite is i that, mean like there's this pokemon that creates the world and you can just like catch it and then you can be like <laughs> go god pokemon fight those other lame fight the mudkip <laughs> like, yeah, i don't like, know what why are we having our children really like uh like confront their existential like being with this Pokemon game. That's crazy. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of questions that could be filled in with why are we having our children blank? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's true. You're you're not wrong, Michael. That's yeah. Uh, um so Gen 4 takes place in Sinnoh, S-I-N-N-O-H, which is based on uh Hokkaido, which is the northernmost of the Japanese okay. islands. So if you yeah. can kind of picture a map of Japan, there's like the long there's the long island called Honshu, which is the main island, and then at the top there's one kind of vaguely shaped like a diamond, and that's Hokkaido. Um, that's like my dream vacation destination just oh. for anyone at home who cares. Have um, you, have you been to Japan? Relevant. I've been to Japan. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, I've you seem to, like you've been to Japan. <laughs> I, uh, well, I went to Japan. Well, I went to Japan. I mean, you know, it's a cool place, but I also went to Japan so I could go to, uh, to the, all the, the stores cause they have like official Pokemon centers yes. in Japan, but oh, they don't boy. have amazing places. I'm wearing socks that I got from there right now. Mm. I mean, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. That's um, awesome. <laughs> Anyways, back to Gen 4. We kind of move on. Um, I'm, 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 making, I'm dragging this out. Uh, it's so all right. You're in, fine. In this one, there's there's a new bad guy team called Team Galactic, and they want to remake the universe. I could not find why they wanted to do this. <laughs> they just do. Just Don't blow worry it about up. it. Just yeah, blow yeah. it up. And then, they're, and then, of course, we're like, 10-year-old child, please stop them from doing that. Um, <laughs> like, none of the adults help you at all in this game. I'm like, what, is, what are we doing? <clears throat> I know. It's very irresponsible. Um, we get 107 new Pokemon, so now we're up to 493. Oh my gosh! Oh my um, God. The two the two big changes are uh, I talked about the internet. So now you can trade over the internet, you can battle over the internet. So you can and you can pick like, oh, I know someone, so I can like put in their ID and like trade or battle them, or oh, I can sure, do yeah. like random. You know, I can be like, I just want to fight somebody and then battle <laughs> them. Um, I never did that because mm, too much. Um, <laughs> it'll probably be like some teenager, you know, that's like really, really good at this game. And I'm just like this old fart over here. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other big change about this one is that like the overworld now, like when you're not in a battle, you're swatting around is now 3D, which is kind of cool. So like as you want that stuff, okay. like the perspective changes uh, with where you are. <clears throat> oh, cool. That's you cool. Can't, you can't like rotate, but you know, like the perspective works. Um, mm. Pokemon, you should know. Uh, we have our starters. Our grass type is called Turtwig. He is a turtle with a twig on his back. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes the names are so transparent. You're like, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Um, we have our fire type is Chimchar, who is a chimpanzee. Uh, and oh. our water type is Piplup, who's a little baby penguin. Oh, oh yeah. Piplup. There we go. Wow. Julia's really like dialed in. For someone who started this call by being like, I only played red and blue and then I stopped caring. She's, she's really dialed into some of these later gems. I feel like I feel like I've seen them in things or like Josh still yeah. plays Pokemon Go and is like, look at this cute thing. And I'll be like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it, but it's cute. There's, um, I think I was still playing Pokemon Go when the second gen came out and I didn't know any of these th- guys. So I just referred to them by like what they looked like. And there was one called like Tree Ball Fingers. I don't know what Tree Ball Fingers' <laughs> is real name is. What is, what is... Wait, does Do you Josh know, know who what Tree that Ball is? Fingers is? Tree Ball Fingers? What is that? It's a tree. We're gonna... And his hands are like this. Oh, oh Pseudo Widow. Pseudo Widow. Yes, Pseudo Widow. Pseudo Widow? Pokemon? For kids playing at home, that 
That, that is S-U-D-O-W-O-O-D-O. <laughs> yes, it's, it's tree ball tree fingers. Ball fingers. Got tree Come ball on. Fingers. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please Google a picture and you'll know why we're all laughing. Oh my god, look at this. <laughs> so there are definitely just be things that would be like, I don't know, like the oh little god. the little green rabbit with a leaf on his head and that would be like Chikorita or something. Oh so my like, god. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't like memorize all the names beyond that, but. Oh I mean, it's fine. There are so many. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We're going to have to cut this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Keeping it in. <laughs> it says he hates water. Why? He's a tree. No, he's not. He's rock type. He looks like a tree. Yes. Oh. He's why he's pseudo. They tell you. The names yes. are uh-huh. very transparent. Yes. Pseudo Wudo, pseudo wood mm-hmm. made of rock. Yup. Yep. I got it. I got it. Yup. Um, yeah, it. in the game, he like stands in your way, and you have to sprinkle him with water to make him be like, "No," and then he runs away. <laughs> that's that's how it works. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, back to Gen Four. <laughs> um, uh, back to Gen Four. Um, the only other one I want to say, just because it's like a personal one of my two personal faves that I threw in here, even though they might not be that famous. Um, there's a little Pokemon in Gen Four called Rotom, who is like a little ghost who can inhabit like electronics. Um, <laughs> and so, in his default form, he's like a light bulb. So he's just like a little floating light bulb. And then he can he can change his type by being a microwave oven, a uh, a washing machine, a fridge, an electric fan, or a lawnmower. How convenient! I love that. You just got to get one convenient. of those guys. Take care mm-hmm. of all your appliance needs. You're done. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Truly, truly a great Pokemon. Good, good work. <laughs> um, uh, we'll wrap up uh, wrap up Gen Four real quick with um. They, we have more remakes of Gen Two with um. Heart, uh, we were released in 2009, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So it's like remakes of Gen 2, but it's the same thing. Oh, like, okay. We do Gen 2 again, but with all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only thing of note here is you're, in this game, like like Yellow, your lead Pokemon follows you around. So like whatever you have first in your party, just like walks um, around with you in the overworld. Very cute. Um, um, I've, I, I have a note a note handed to me. I'm, oh, um, and I don't know what I'm supposed to say with, about this, but Lucario. Lucario? <laughs> Lucario, that's a po- okay. Is that, that a, a Pokemon. Pokemon? I could throw that in Pokemon. You should know. <laughs> yes. Good. 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 All okay, right, what is Lucario? <laughs> Lucario is, uh, it's like a black and blue kind of like I I think it's like has the face of almost like, or the head of like Anubis almost, and it like mm-hmm. it stands up on two feet. Oh, and it has sexy lady it's, legs. <laughs> I mean, I okay, don't know if I'd call them I sexy. Read them. Yeah. The picture I'm looking at is like <laughs> sexy lady legs. <laughs> all right okay you know to each their own yeah you yeah know, i mean oh all, okay no that's yeah, just yeah. shorts if, if that's what you're into no judgment yeah what, no judgment here this saying. is a this is a very open yeah podcast. you do you everybody yeah so yes lucario uh if you played um the like super smash brothers you know like the the nintendo mm-hmm. ones where they have like all the people from all the different things Lucario's in the latest couple so you might, oh, you might know about that might know him from there um Yes. Uh, all right. Generation five. We're moving. We're moving quickly. Generation five. We have in uh, twenty ten. We have black and white. And then for the mm. first time, instead of a third game, we get another pair. Ooh. So uh, oh. two years later, we get black two and white two. Instead of gray, I guess. Uh, they, um, yeah. <laughs> They're running out of. No. <laughs> you would think that they they really keep it going. Um, <laughs> 
Um, so the theme on this one is kind of like opposites, like nature versus industry, or like people and Pokemon are kind of opposites. Um, so this is the first generation to be based outside of Japan, or based on a thing outside of Japan. Oh, so okay. we're in a we're in a place called Unova, U N O V A, um, and it is based on the best city in the whole world, New York City, and mm. technically part of New Jersey. Um, but don't <laughs> worry about that. Um, um, so it's based, yes, based on New York City, which is really exciting. Um, first part outside of Japan. Um, Team Plasma is the new bad guys. They want to, they believe that Pokemon and people should be totally separated. They're like, people mm. are bad for Pokemon. We should just completely separate them. Um, we get 156 new Pokemon, which is actually the most of any generation. Um, oh, wow. To date, at least. Uh, which means that we have 649 Pokemon. <sighs> Um, oh my gosh. The, the the two big changes, real quick, are um, in this one, for the first time, Pokemon are more continuously animated. So before they just had like kind of two frame, you know, like a little two frame animation. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there's, they're not like perfectly like 3D modeled or anything, but you know, they have like probably like eight frames. So they really do like, the birds like flap their wings or like fish kind of like, you know, flutter around and move their fins and, mm. um, you know, just like makes them kind of like look a lot more alive. Like they're not just like... Yeah little blocks on a screen they're like oh yeah that's like a little creature that you know has a mm-hmm. you know has something going on over there um <clears throat> the other change which this is a, a harbinger of things to come um <laughs> the other change is that in this game you can only catch the new pokemon the gen 5 until you beat the whole game oh wow so okay. you only get you only get new pokemon until you have beat all the gems and the elite four and then all the like old pokemon come back and like they're available. okay um mm. but this is a this is something we will hear again mm-hmm. uh, gen 8 um, and people will be not happy about it. Let me tell you. Oh boy. Um, uh, Pokemon you should know are just kind of the starters. So we have our grass type is Snivy, um, S-N-I-V-Y, who's a little Ivy snake. He's like a little snake, except for some reason Snivy has like little feet and little hands. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> so he's like a little lizard, I guess. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the fire type is called Tepig. So he's a little pig. Uh, and then the water type is Oshawott, who's a little otter who carries around a little shell in his hands. That's fake. Thank you. I'm telling, I'm telling you, you, they really dial up the cute. What do you think the writer's room is like for this? Are they just like <laughs> oh doodling, gosh. you know, taking your notes and you're like, this could be a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Slap so a in, name on this in guy. My mind, in my mind, and I, I here's how I've always pictured it. Okay. Is that there's like three or four years between generations, um, you know, between like, you know, Gen 5 and Gen 6. So in my mind, they just have a giant bulletin board in the lobby of like, of the Pokemon company or Game Freak. And they're just like, it's just, there's always a little cup of like markers and post-it notes. And they're like, anytime you have an idea, just slap it on there. And then when it's time, they just take all the post-it notes down and they're like, yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? A coffee cup with a coffee cup that gets angry? Great. You're in. I mean, they're... There is literally a Pokemon that is a teacup that gets angry. So <laughs> I feel like Pokemon is so great because every time you try to come up with a fake Pokemon, I'm like, no, that's that's real. That's a real one. <laughs> Sorry. Try again. <laughs> um, all right. So Gen 6. Gen 6, we start with X and Y. Mm-hmm. Um, just fun trivia fact. These ones are not, it's not X and Y version. Like all the other ones have been like black version, white version. Um, mm-hmm. These are just Pokemon X. And the stop end. talking. Um, so. <laughs> shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> Period. Um, so these come out in 2013. Um, they are, um, this is the first generation where there's no games after that. So like they do X and Y as the pair and then they're like, no, we're good. Hmm. So there's no oh, okay. third game. 
Um, this is also the first simultaneous release around the world. So this is the first time where it's not like, oh, Japan. And then like six months later, it's America. Mm-hmm. And then it's Europe. It's just like, oh, no, on, you know, on whatever day in October of 2013, I didn't write it down for whatever reason. You know, it's just like midnight, your local time. It becomes available. Um, so this time the theme is beauty. Ooh. We're getting more. The themes will become more and more fluffy, Esoteric. I think, as we go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, uh, the only reason I could find for that is um, there's literally a salon for the player, which is kind of awesome because, like, you, you know, when you pick, like, boy or girl at the start, you just, like, get the default kind of base mm. model. And so there's a salon where you can go and, like, you can change your out, You can buy new clothes. You can, like, change your hair. You can change your eye oh. color. You can, like, change... Um, it's basically like plastic surgery, I guess, at a certain point. Like, you know, you can like change your face. So you can, you can really do a lot of customization, which is really cool, I think. Um, there's also literally a Pokemon based on a poodle and there's a dedicated salon for that Pokemon only. But you can go and like take it and have it styled like five different ways. I love this. I'm telling you, I wish I was making this up. <laughs> How creative would I be? Um, yeah. This one is uh, this one is in the Kalos region, K K A L O S, and it is based on uh, La France. I put mm. a little baguette emoji in my notes to really <laughs> remind me to do the accent. Really bring that home. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I want you to remember it. Um, so in this one, Team Flair, there's got to be a new bad guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Team Flair wants to quote make the world beautiful. Again, not really explained. I wrote down, get rid of all the uggos. <laughs> I mean, that's what Again. I was going to assume. Right? I don't know. They, hmm. There's a lot of hand waving in these like bad guys. <laughs> Just like, eh, like whatever. Mission. I'm like, I need a white paper, you know, to come out of their like policy <laughs> yeah. arm or whatever. Um, big changes here. We got 72 new Pokemon. So we have, we're up to 721. Um, for the first time since Gen 2, we have a new type. Um, basically, this time, last time, Psychic was too strong. Mm-hmm. So this time, Dragons are too strong. So now we have the Fairy type. So they, mm-hmm. they tend to, not 100%, but they tend to be like kind of cute, you know, Pokemon. Um, so like uh, it, it, Jigglypuff, if you remember from Gen yeah. 1, the little round one that sings oh, yeah. people to sleep. Jigglypuff is now Fairy type. Okay. Because it's, you know, kind of fey, I guess. Um, the other, the other two big changes are, um, battles are now 3D. So if you, if you play Gen 1 and you kind of remember, you know, it's like in one corner is your opponent's Pokemon mm-hmm. and in the other corner is your Pokemon. There's some kind of stats between. And now it's like, oh no, they're like 3D modeled and like the camera can move around wow. them. And you know, there's oh, like wow. an arena. Um, yeah. So it makes it like very dynamic because the camera will like move as different moves are taking place. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Um, the other big, the big kind of mechanic this generation is called Mega Evolution, which is basically like, Pokemon that are fully evolved, um, like Charizard, for instance, mm-hmm. um, can like during a battle, like basically evolve again. Um, they again, I'm telling you, obsessed with Charizard. They literally <laughs> gave Charizard two Mega Evolutions. There's Mega Charizard X and Mega Charizard Y. Wow, oh I'm telling you, obsessed. Um, and they just like it can like change their types, or it can like give them a new ability. It doesn't change their moves, but it like makes their stats all way higher. Jeez. So, you know, big big new thing. Um, the only Pokemon you should know here, uh, got, we got the starters. Grass type. We have Chespin. He's like a little kind of chipmunk kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> we got Finnegan, who's the fire type, who's a Fennec fox. If you're familiar, they got oh, the really good years. years. You seen the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then our water type is Froakie, who's a little frog guy. Um, I will note that uh, last year Nintendo ran a survey for most who the most popular Pokemon is. Um, and the winners from this generation, it is Froakie's final evolution, who's named Greninja. Our, uh, our French speakers might recognize Granui. Granui. Yes, which means... <laughs> frog. Correct. Yes, he's a frog right, ninja. 
Um, and uh, if you would like to Google this this Pokemon, G-R-E-N-I-N-J-A, G-R-E Ninja, um, you'll see he's wearing a fashionable pink scarf. Um, and I just have to tell people this because I hate it so much that I need other people to know too. Um, he's wearing a fashionable pink scarf, which is indeed not a scarf. It is his tongue. <gasps> Ew! Ugh. Oh no, I hate it! I know. Oh, no, That's I the hate it. Ninja. I know. I just needed other people to suffer with me. I guess. I'm sorry. Oh it had my to god, be that's you, gross. But I, it Sacre bleu. I mean, it I does. Know. It doesn't look like. I mean, it doesn't look like a scarf. You know, when you really look at it, it's like mm-hmm. this looks a little too bulbous to be a scarf. Mm-hmm. It exactly. does, in fact, look like a tongue, and that's pretty gross. That's yes. pretty gross. So, that's a thing. Um, the other Pokemon I will say that you should know, which I'm sure you will not because it's probably not the biggest one, but it's my favorite Pokemon is, um, is the Eeveelution that they introduced in this one. So Eevee, you know, can change into eight things and they keep adding them as we go. Um, and this time they had a little fairy one called Sylveon, which is very sweet Aww. and it's very good actually. Um, <clears throat> it's like decently good competitive in like the competitive part. Um, so I like Sylveon. That's who's on my socks right now. socks. Yeah, um, very cute. All the EVs, are, all the EVs are so cute, Lauren. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Really this this Pokemon is adorable. <laughs> oh my god, adorable. I love it. Perfect. Um, so to wrap up uh, Gen Six, we have a couple new games. We have we have our latest remakes, which there's not really too much to say about them. Um, mm-hmm. They're just kind of. Take Gen 3, redo them in the new stuff. Um, so we remake Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Are those yes. are the Ruby and Sapphire. So Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. That's in 2014. Now, the game we have all been waiting for. Yeah. Let me tell you. July 2016, after a limited beta. Mm-hmm. A, a month which will apparently be remembered by some members of this Some members call. of this podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. Some hosts of this podcast will remember July of 2016. <laughs> I, d- um, I remember it too, but for different reasons. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. we, uh, which is uh, built by a company called Niantic. Um, so it's not wasn't developed by Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. It was built by a company called Niantic, which is now part of Google. Uh, I forget if it was at the time yet or not. Um, but basically, they had had this game called Ingress, uh, which was kind of the same as Pokemon Go. If you played a lot of Pokemon Go, it was basically... Minus all the Pokemon parts, but it was very much about that, like augmented reality going around space. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. <clears throat> but first, I just want to throw in some trivia about Niantic, um, which I personally find very interesting. Um, so Niantic, the company, is named after Niantic the boat, uh, which was a whaling vessel. And so it was sent to SF during the gold rush. Um, so it was back, you know, back in the day. Um, interestingly, uh, if you're not familiar with San Francisco geology, um, so San Francisco used to be physically smaller like the land mass was mm-hmm. not as big as it currently is if you look at a map and so san francisco has grown out into the bay um out to mm-hmm. the east um, if you're looking at a map and so the way they built that up was they took a bunch of boats that they had sitting around and they sunk them in a big pile and then they put a bunch of dirt on top um and so like the boats are kind of like the skeleton and niantic is down there um so niantic is like underground in san francisco and there is a plaque uh, if, you, if you're ever in San Francisco, I mean, A, just Google it because it's totally on Google. But um, there's a plaque at 505 Sansom, um, which is kind of in like downtown. It's in like Fidei. Uh, but yeah, there's a little plaque of like, this is where the Niantic is. And so you're like standing right on top of this boat. Oh my gosh, that's so wild. I had, I had, no, had no idea. I had no idea. I know. That's the coolest I, like, when thing. When I first learned that San Francisco was like 50% boat, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds really safe during an earthquake. Oh Love my that. gosh. That won't disintegrate immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. Um, <laughs> sorry, San Francisco. 
stay safe out there, kids. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yes. So for people who have been blissfully unaware, a good for you. Um, <laughs> B, if you have somehow managed to avoid knowledge of this game, um, it's uh, it's very different from kind of the other Pokemon games. So you're not wandering around the Pokemon world, you're going around the real world. So it's an augmented reality game. You play it on your phone, so iOS and Android. Um, And so you go around in the real world and Pokemon kind of are just wandering around and they're kind of vaguely, you know, in the spot you would think they would be in. Like there's a lot of water type Pokemon at the beach or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of a lot of birds at like a forest or like on a mountain or something like that. Um, So, you know, you go out, you have to like throw the Pokeball by like swiping your finger on the screen. so it's very different. You fight at um, you fight at gyms. So there's not like the eight big gyms. There's just kind of at various points of interest in the real world. There's a thing called a gym. So it's a lot of like museums and you know just mm-hmm. kind of big, like public spaces. Um, you know, you join one of these three teams when you first sign up. Um, so really popular. I don't have to tell anybody on this podcast. Um, really, really popular. So the latest data I found about popularity is uh, in 2019. It had over one billion downloads worldwide. <clears throat> which I believe it had also in revenue past four and a half billion dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because you one, buy stuff point, in the game because like oh, if course. you say you're like, I need more Pokeballs or whatever yeah. and you you like can't, you know, find them in the real world or something, then you're like, well, I'm just going to buy some and that's only 50 cents, right? Or click, mm-hmm. click, click. And then yeah. all of a sudden you've spent like nineteen dollars on fake equipment in your in your Pokemon Go. Game. These numbers are very. These numbers are really specific. Here, I guess is what I'm hearing. Yeah, like coin you need yeah. coins for things. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So they make these games. They make money. They're free, but the in-app yeah. purchases, man. During that's the, where they the get other chat I found was that during launch month, so in that July of 2016, it was estimated to be earning ten million dollars every day. Oh my gosh. I believe it. So they like they remade they like remade back their development costs literally in like an hour probably. Oh yeah. yeah. So there were like um so like you would you maybe f- get like an egg of a pokemon and you didn't know what it was going to be and you'd hatch it or whatever, right? Am I sorry? An egg? Yeah. And so it would tell you like where you collected the egg and maybe it was in like a different country or something like that. So like maybe maybe someone on this podcast was in the United Kingdom and somebody she was with was catching Pokemon and then brought them back to America and he's like hatching like eggs that he caught in like Scotland and Ireland and stuff like that like here in America. So it's that that part was kind of cool. And I know that there were different Pokemon that could only be found in in like different continents so like mm-hmm. i think the jinx wasn't in america yet you could only find it in europe so i was with my mom in france and we were like on Marmartra, and i was like mom the only thing josh wants <laughs> for my trip <laughs> is for me to bring him back a jinx <laughs> sorry mr like, mime for the health of my marriage mr mime i need a mr mime yeah a mr mime that's what i meant i'm sorry um oh, boy. <laughs> needed that mr mime oh my gosh i mean i distinctly oh. remember that summer of 2016 because i remember steve and i went for a walk in Pittsburgh along the canal mm-hmm. and literally every other person who was there mm-hmm. on this beautiful summer day was playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was it was astounding to me that we kept walking by people and I was like, they're playing. Oh my God, they're playing. Oh my mm-hmm. God. We were the only people for at least a mile yeah. of walking that was not on our phones playing Pokemon Go. I mean, that was the first time I'd ever like seen a phenomenon of a of a game like that 
in real time. It was weird. It also wanted you mm-hmm. to like say you had an egg and it was like this one will hatch if you walk for one mile. So you would like yeah, yeah. go walk. And, like I feel like I got a lot of steps in that month too <laughs> just because I was like well you know if I walk another half a mile I'll hatch another egg or two or whatever. And so yeah, it's yeah. like it was like keep making you do exercise kind of. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and then there was like I mean, a social like- component and yeah it was I had fun. I yeah. just kind of like, you know, life got in the way. But <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like people made friends, like people got out, yeah. you know, which is great. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Something I've seen in 2020. Absolutely. Don't play this game while you're driving. Oh, my God. If you're operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> what? Stop. Stop yeah, it. Don't just do put that. Your down. It is fine. <laughs> oh, my I've God. I've seen so many people. Playing while driving. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that foolishness. A, that is an official piece of advice from this <laughs> podcast guest to all of our listeners. Endorsed by us, yes. Please do not play Pokemon Go while you are physically driving a yeah. motor vehicle. Yeah. Or like, I think, yeah. I feel like they had to like put in some warnings that were like, please pay attention to your surroundings because people were like, you know, following their walking phone and like traffic. walking into a river. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So keep keep your wits about you people. I think yeah. is what we're what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, all right. Wrapping up. We're on the home stretch. Uh, we're on Gen Seven. So in 2016, we get Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, a year later, we get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which are the the kind of next pair. Um, the themes are getting a lot fluffier now. Supposedly, the relationship it's relationships. Okay. Aw. All right. I didn't take that away when I played it. <laughs> you know. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> um, this one's based uh, in a region called Alola, L A L O L A, which um, may be almost familiar to you because it is based on Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, sure, of course. Yes, um, which is like a big, big tourist destination for Japan, uh, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know, kind of a tropical vibe. Um, so the story, and again, I'm not making this up. The story is that. New Pokemon are coming through dimensional wormholes into <gasps> this dimension. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Why Great. not? <laughs> um, and then in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, the kind of like second one, um, Team Rocket comes back, which they are now Team Rainbow Rocket. And specifically, Uh-oh. I love this. I kind of like this idea. It's very genius. It's Team Rocket has gone, has used the wormholes to go into other like versions of reality where all those teams that we've talked about so far like magma and aqua and flare and everything where they succeeded so it's basically get like the winningest version of all the bad guys together and ah. then be like a villain super group that's yeah. cool okay and that's what their raps are did. much better like, yeah oh my gosh the team rainbow rocket rap oh boy <laughs> um so we add uh in this generation we add 86 new pokemon so now we're up to 807 oh my gosh um, Another another big thing that I thought was actually really really cool um, in this generation is we have regional forms. So this is this kind of gets back to that like real world evolution part. And so the mm-hmm. kind of like in game lore is like oh like some of this species of Pokemon came over and they like adapted to the new environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have like new types and new abilities and um, a lot of new moves and stuff. And it was just there were eighteen Pokemon from Gen One. Which I think was a really cool way to be like, oh, if you've been around a while, like, here's Pokemon you know, but, you know, like, kind of mixed up a little bit. Like, yeah. something different to do about them. So that I thought cool. was really cool. Were they called, like, the Alolan that... something? Was that, like, the adjective yes. they, they mm-hmm. hit on that? Yeah. 
It's yeah, so like the original version is like Cantonian because they're from Canton, mm-hmm. and then the new version is mm-hmm. like Alolan, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though maybe the most popular Pokemon that got an Alolan version is Raichu. So if you remember from Gen 1 Pikachu, you can evolve it into a Pokemon called Raichu. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an Alolan one. So like the Cantonian version is like kind of pointy um, a little bit. Um, like it's got like real pointy ears and the tail is like a little lightning bolt. And then the the Alolan version is like very like rounded corners. It's very like cutesy. Mm. And it rides its tail as a little surfboard. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, which is very precious. Um, but it's electric psychic. So it like hovers. It like rides psychically on its tail. Ooh. I know. <laughs> they're really creating some, some wild stuff um so we have that um the other the big mechanic in this one so last generation we had uh, mega evolution this time we have a thing called z moves which is basically like once per battle you can turn a move your pokemon knows into like a super strong move so like if you know like thunderbolt you can like use this z power and turn it into um Oh, I feel like I should know. Anyways, whatever. The Z-Electric move. You'll get an angry email about it. Um, <laughs> it turns into the Z-Electric move, and then it's like, you know, like twice as strong or whatever. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's basically that. Um, this is the first generation where there's no grid. Like, there's... Because there's a there's a joystick on the 3DS, which is what we're on now. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Um, so there's a joystick. So now you can just, like, walk around in whatever direction you want. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then the last note is that there's no gyms here. There is now the island challenge. So every time you go, instead of where the gym is like, oh, there's like, you know, two or three or four, you know, little like warm-up trainers and then you fight the gym leader. Now it's like you do like a little mini quest. So it's like go through a maze or like help this Pokemon do something or like make a delivery or, you know, it's like just kind of a really random quest and then you fight the leader. So, mm. you know, they're mixing oh, it up. I like that. <clears throat> Trying new stuff. Um, in Pokemon, you should know we have the starters. Our grass type is Rowlet. Who is a little owlet? He is very oh. round. Um, we have. You should just tell Lauren guess what the what the animal is. <laughs> oh, oh right. I should have made this a quiz. I feel like this episode is going to be long enough without making extra quizzes. Honestly. <laughs> Um, we have a fire type Litten, who's a kitten, and then we have the water type Poplio, who is a little seal, like a circus seal, kind of. Oh, okay. I thought Poplio was very ugly. Hot take, I guess, for me, or extremely cold take for this three-year-old game. <laughs> Litten is a kitten, Lord. Yeah, I mean, no, um, I heard it. <laughs> Litten is cute. Oh, um, my God. And then the other, the other Pokemon that I think, um, the, the other Pokemon, which I will say you should know, um, who I just kind of love also, um, is called Mimikyu, which is um, M-I-M-I-K-Y-U. Um, so if you look at a Mimikyu, you will think, this is kind of familiar, um, and it is because Mimikyu, the lore, I just love the lore about it. Mimikyu, the lore is that he's like a very lonely Pokemon. And so he noticed that like other people love Pikachu. And so he makes a little Pikachu costume. So when <gasps> you look at Mimikyu, it's like, it's like a child made like a Pikachu costume, basically. Like it's very cute. Um, oh no. <clears throat> That's kind of sad, actually. It is, it's super sad. So he just wants friends. And so he dresses up like Pikachu so people will be friends. But the oh my is god. Like, <laughs> God, it's like it's like the the scarecrow of Pokemon. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're correct. But the the real twist is that Mimikyu is like a little ghost that lives like inside the little costume. But yeah. he's literally so scary that if you look directly at it, you will die. <laughs> you got all that, Lauren? Oh my God, I'm looking at him. He's not. I haven't died yet. <laughs> He's kind of cute. Well, that's because that's he's got his little costume on. No, no, I'm looking at it. It says Mimikyu Without Disguise by Alex Allen. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Alex has seen some stuff. <laughs> Alex has seen that some was, stuff. That was the last painting of a dying man. 
Oh my god. He's actually kind of so, cute. And then I died yeah, tonight. So that's Mimikyu, who's wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, last remakes we're going to see, um, at least to, you know until recording date, is we have Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Um, so these are on the Switch, which is the new um, mm, like home mm-hmm. console. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if you're if you're not super familiar, it's like um, you can also pick it up and take it with you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a little it's not quite as home console as like a Nintendo sixty four, where it's like you put it on the TV. That's literally the only thing you can do on this one. You can pick mm-hmm. it up and it has a screen and everything. Um, so it's a little more handheld. Um, they introduced two new Pokemon in this, so we're up to eight or nine. Um, and this is another remake of Gen one. So we're back. We're back in Gen one mm. where we started. Um, this one's a little bit different from a lot of the other games. So it, it brings in some of the new stuff we've seen uh, up to Gen 7, but a lot of mechanics it brings from Pokemon Go, actually. So you can kind oh, of okay. hear that in the name, like, let's go Pikachu. So, like, you have to, like, catch... You don't fight Pokemon and weaken them and then throw a Pokeball. You just find them, and then it's like, let's go, where you have to physically throw a Pokeball at them. Like, the little, the little Switch Joy-Con can detect motion. So you have to uh, physically okay. yeah. throw it or, or make a throwing motion. Do not throw the Switch Joy-Con at your TV. Um, <laughs> that is... Don't do that. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. It, it like it simplifies a lot. Like it, it removes a lot of the mechanics. So mm-hmm. I will definitely say like it's a great game for beginners. If you're kind of like, oh, I, you know, I could play a Pokemon game. But like, Michael, you've been talking for an hour. They sound extremely complicated. <laughs> um, I mean, A, you won't have the history part. But um, <laughs> but yeah, these these games are great. I think they, they remove a lot. They're a little bit easier than a lot of the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a big part is that like you... You can, they're not fully two player, but like during a battle, a second person can use the other Joy-Con and then like you can have two of your Pokemon out, like one, okay. one of you and one oh, of your friend okay. there, um, which, you know, then most battles are like two on one. So it's incredibly <laughs> easy. Um, so yeah, so like great, great games for beginners, um, you know, very beautiful because they have like the full 3D mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only kind of other note on here is that um, you're, you don't get to pick your starter. You know, it's just, you get Pikachu or Eevee, depending on the game you buy. Um, and then, but your starter is like way stronger than all uh, other Pikachus or Eevees, um, mm-hmm. you know, because those Pokemon aren't fully evolved. So yours is like super strong and it can learn a bunch of special moves that only this game has. And your Pokemon uh, can't ever evolve. Um, kind of like yellow, where that Pikachu okay. would be, like if you tried to evolve it, it would be like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like who I am. So, it's yeah, really exactly. a, This know. one. This one, they're way too self-confident, you know? Um, and then, and the other part is that they, they like ride around with you, like they'll ride on your head or it can like follow you around, your little Pikachu Eevee. So, you know, That's cute. again, we're turning the cuteness dial up to 11 mm-hmm. on some of these games. <laughs> All right. Now we're bringing it home. Our last generation. We have Gen 8, which is the most recent one as of recording. Um, we have Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've, I've heard some people on this uh, podcast who have played some of the subsequent games have not made it to. Um, so these were released in November of 2019, so about a year ago. They're also on Switch. Um, so they're the first kind of mainline game to go onto the home console. So that might be a question you could say, okay. trivia, um, is Sword and Shield. <clears throat> um, though, again, like, you know, you can take the Switch with you. Um, this is also the first Pokemon game to have DLC, which is uh, short for downloadable content. Oh, sure. We picked DLC. Um, whatever, I wasn't there when they picked that. Um, so there, <laughs> there have been two so far. So last June or this this past June, June 2020, we had Isle of Armor. Um, and then in October, we had the Crown Tundra. So just kind of they're like new areas you can go explore if you buy oh, the okay. DLC. Um, I could not detect a single theme in this one. It seems to be very straightforward. So, you okay. know. It's um, like Great Britain, our, right? Correct. We are we are in the Galar region or Galar. I don't know how they want me to say it, um, which is G A L A R. Um, and yes, we are in the UK, but upside down. 
So you you start at the bottom of the map, but you're starting in Scotland, and then you work up uh, okay. on the map, but you're working toward London. Okay. Kind of makes sense. So yeah, take the UK, flip the map upside down, goodbye, Mel. <laughs> um, the other the other notable like UK themed stuff they have is uh, gyms are not gyms anymore. They're now like soccer stadiums. So oh. your character literally puts on a little soccer jersey and like little soccer oh shorts. Oh my god! And the gym leaders all have that. And there's like fans and they're cheering. I didn't know that. Oh my god! <laughs> the 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 villain team. To the extent they're villainous, they're more just kind of annoyances. Is based on like soccer hooligans. And oh everything. wow! I mean, they're bought into this whole thing. Um, I will say they're. I've played through these games. I cannot detect a storyline whatsoever. So mm. <laughs> it's literally just like, yeah, I don't know. Go like beat the gyms or whatever. Um, so we're really kind of taking a backseat on some of the narratives here. <laughs> uh, the, the changes are we are at we get 81 Pokemon in the base game and then a further eight in the DLCs. So as of recording, there are 898 Pokemon. Okay. That's a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> How are you supposed to remember all of these? Yeah, exactly. You don't. Um, you know, dedication, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't have that dedication, but somebody does. <laughs> um, yeah, do a lot of research. Flashcards, maybe? Um, yeah. So, the most controversial thing, if you have heard anything about these games, you have, it, it is this, for sure, which is that in these games, you cannot have all the Pokemon. <gasps> for a game series whose tagline is... Catch them all. Gotta catch them all. all, yeah. You cannot catch them all. The game will literally not let you do that. Um <laughs> So out of out of the 898 Pokemon in the base game, if you didn't get the DLC, you can have 435 Pokemon. If you got the DLC, you get tw- uh, 221 more. So in total, right as of recording, you can have 656 out of the 898 Pokemon, which is about 73%. Ugh. That doesn't so seem like Pokemon, enough. Like if your favorite is one of is one of those, it's like mm, too bad. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre. I, yeah, that's weird. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, people don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> that won't surprise you. People on the internet have opinions about <laughs> this decision. <laughs> I will go ahead and warn you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like it either, to be fair. I'm not saying they're wrong. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Things got spicy when that got announced. Um, so yeah, so you can't get up all the Pokemon. Um, the other things are, um, you know, there's been kind of a rise uh, over the past probably five or 10 years of like open world style games. You yeah. Know, where, like, mm. It's not guiding you. So there's a, it's, this, this game isn't totally open world, but there's a few kind of areas where it's very open world. So, excuse me, they're called wild areas. You know, you can wander freely, different kind of Pokemon, different parts, stuff like that. One of the things you can do while you're out there is you can camp. You can make a camp and all your Pokemon just like wander around. And then you can cook curry. It's very <laughs> precious. You cook the curry and then when you taste it, your character like eats the spoonful and then it's very like a, how a dog eats where when they watch you eat they're like <laughs> but on nothing at all just looking at you and mirroring you I love that <laughs> it's very cute um, so that's very precious um, so in these games we there are no mega evolutions which we had two generations ago and Z moves those are those are gone now don't worry about those mm, okay. delete, delete them from your memory um, now we have this thing called Gigantamax which is literally where your Pokemon just gets real big. <laughs> Gigantamax. It just gets super big. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is yes. what it says yeah, Dynamax. it is. Right on the yep. chin. It's Dynamax for everything, and then there's some Pokemon that can Gigantamax. But again, it's literally just Pokemon get big. Um, Pokemon get big. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so to wrap up, we have Pokemon you should know from this generation. Um, we have our starters are Grookey, which is our grass monkey. 
You know, mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, who likes to drum. This is like a thing. Um, <laughs> we have Score Bunny, the fire, who's a little rabbit who likes to play soccer. Um, and then the water type is named Sobble, S-O-B-B-L-E. He is named after crying because if you look at him, he always looks like he's about to cry. It is extremely precious. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Sobble, S-O-B-B-L-E. Pokemon. Okay, here we go. Steve's um, algorithm is going to be really messed up. I'm on my husband's computer. <laughs> He's going to be like, why are there so many? Oh, oh, I'm sad for him. Exactly. Oh, he's so sad. Look at his little sad face. Food Network Challenge. Like finally, like it came back in 2020 after being off the air for like seven years or something. And in this season, they did a whole Pokemon Cakes episode. And so in the first oh. part of the challenge, they had to like recreate one Pokemon and then they would later incorporate that into their bigger cake. Anyway, so I was thinking like, oh, it'll be nice to see all these Pokemon I know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, <laughs> no, somebody did a Sobble. Somebody did a Litten. Somebody did a Chikorita. It was just like, did you guys just b- were like, I don't know. I like the color blue. Uh, what's a blue Pokemon? Like, I was like, nobody would build a cake around a Sobble. Come on. <laughs> They, sh- they should have picked like Voltorb. It's literally just a ball. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Finito. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, the only other thing I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure these games have been around long enough for anything to become like iconic. Mm-hmm. I will say that a Pokemon I love also, and that I think is a little bit memeable, memeable is the Pokemon Wooloo, W-O-O-L-O-O. It's literally just a sheep, but it's like a perfectly spherical little sheep. That's all. Very cute. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Hems is cute. He's, oh, you're so sad baby. in this one. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. They're so cute. Why didn't anyone tell me that Pokemon were adorable? Oh, no. Some of them are. Some of them really are. <laughs> Ditto's still oh, my boy. favorite, though. I want a t-shirt of I Ditto. Know. I want a stuffy of Ditto. He's my he's my boy. I love it. I'm obsessed with Ditto. <laughs> love him. All right. I have two last um, bits just to wrap up that are kind of not really generational. And then we'll have a quiz. Um, then we'll have a quiz. I, I guess I spoiled it, but you know, wow, don't worry about surprise. Great, great. I'm excited. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> it's a new thing I'm trying out. I thought your podcast could use that. Um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, so the last two things. Um, one is Pokemon versus Digimon. They mm. are, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, they are very similar. Um, you know, like I, I mean, if you're not really into either of them, I can definitely see how you confuse them. Yeah. So just, just to kind of like help in case this comes up, um, a few different things that kind of are different between them. So um, kind of uh, in world, Pokemon are like biological, like in Pokemon world, there aren't any animals. It's just all Pokemon. Um, mm. Whereas Digimon, the the people in Digimon are from the world we all live in. They're from like real world. And then they go to this, they go to what's called the digital world and Digimon are from there. Oh, that okay. Like they're, they're just digital creatures. Like they are, aren't real. Like a Neopet. Um, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Exactly. Love Neopets. Is that still online? Could we be doing uh, a Neopets Chrissy episode? Chrissy Teigen tweeted about it like last year yes. at some point. She was like, I just logged on to Neopets. Turns out my pet is still there. And she said that she <laughs> then spent like, you know, four hours clicking her out or whatever. And <laughs> Incredible. Good for her. <laughs> um, other differences. Pokemon, um, you know, Pokemon, when they evolve, there's like, there's just like one, two, three, max. Sometimes there's mm-hmm. only one or two. Um, and Pokemon evolve permanently. So like, your Charmander becomes a Charmeleon, ne'er shall it go back. Yeah. Whereas Digimon apparently have up to seven levels. I was like, what? 
Uh, that seems like too many. Um, and they can fall back. So like if a Digimon is like weak, they'll like kind of Oh, uh, okay. Oh, um, uh, okay. Um, the other big change is, or the difference is that in Digimon, characters can get older. Okay. So like if you watch season one and then you watch presumably later seasons, like the people are grown up. They are adults <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, whereas Ash is permanently 10, <laughs> 10 years old. Ten years old. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say like if someone, you know, if there was like a trivia thing and it was like, here's a picture. Is this a Pokemon or a Digimon? And you were like, oh, I've never seen that before. Um, I think my guidance is like Pokemon tend to be a little more cute. They tend to be, I'd say their kind of aesthetic is a little bit more like polished, you know, like they're mm-hmm. kind of like smoother, I guess, um, you know, kind of abstractly. Whereas Digimon is a little bit more like they're kind of like detailed. They're not exactly like grungy, but, you know, they have like more kind of like texture. Mm. Oh, okay. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like very abstractly. Um, Pokemon is very carefree, like the stakes are always so low in Pokemon. Yeah. Even when it's literally, we were going to remake the universe. Like, none of the adults care, you know? Like, it just has this vibe of, like, eh, whatever. Like, it'll work itself out. Yeah. You know? Whereas Digimon, Digimon is is very, is much more, like, grim. Like, it's like, these kids end up in the digital world, and they need to, like, survive in the world. Or, like, oh, okay. you know, this Digimon is going to, like, take over the world or something. Um, so it's a little bit more, like, serious, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the difference. It's like cute and fun and woohoo versus like, oh no, like, no. these are like yeah. monsters and they are scary. And, you know, mm-hmm. so anyway, so that's Digimon versus Pokemon okay. that, that I feel like very, very easy to mix up those two. The last thing I want to talk about is something I just find very interesting. I've watched two YouTube pseudo documentaries about this event. <gasps> this is Twitch plays Pokemon. Okay. Um, if you have heard of this. So, um, so in February of 2014, um, on Twitch, maybe there's good background. Twitch. So Twitch is a, um, if, you know, people, not everyone may be familiar. Twitch is a video streaming site. Um, it's very focused on like video games. You know, people will just like mm-hmm. play a game and like stream it. And there's a chat. So like people will watch and like will chat and they'll kind of interact. Um, and so in February of 2014, this new Twitch stream comes online. It's anonymous. We don't know. I think even today we don't know who does it. Um, and it is Pokemon Red. It's just the original Pokemon Red on a Game Boy emulator right on the computer. Um, and what this person has done is that they have hooked up the chat to the game such that when you type in the chat, like a or up, it sends that button to the game. <gasps> so, so the streamer doesn't touch it. Like they literally just set it up and they were like, all right, cool. Um, I mean, not really, they kind of intervened a few times, but you know, they're not playing the game. It's that Twitch is playing the game. Um, oh, wow. And so chat is literally typing all these commands. And uh, I mean, if you watch a video of it, the, the chat stream is just this waterfall of constant <laughs> oh movie my gosh. It's like tens of thousands of people. Oh, um, yeah. And so it starts like, as far as I can tell, there was no advance warning. Someone was just like, boop, boop. And then like someone had just stumbled on it through, you know, the algorithm or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it like started to get news coverage and like tens of thousands of people are on. Um I encourage you if you it's I've watched a couple like I said YouTube documentaries it's very interesting like there's a whole lore that builds up like the the kind of like saga of how it happens because you know you have you have no like centralized planning you know like when yeah. I'm playing the game I can be like I need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and then like you know when there are 10,000 randos how do you do that um so yeah so they I mean spoiler alert it takes them like two weeks and they they do end up winning Pokemon Red so like they win clap 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 um <laughs> And the stream actually hasn't, has like kept going since then. So wow. um, Twitch Please Pokemon has done like s- apparently 60. I was looking this up earlier. They've done 60 different runs now, different games. They've redone some games. Um, it's never kind of achieved that like cultural phenomenon status yeah. of the first yeah. run. But yeah, I feel like that was like a very seminal event in um, like Pokemon internet culture combination. That's very That's interesting. Wild. Like, like a collaborative, like massively collaborative gameplay 
without like just a bunch of trolls sabotaging everything. <laughs> oh, there were a bunch of trolls. Oh, well, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and one like one thing that actually did happen was that there started to be like these factions of people who were like, we should play this way. And like, no, we should play this way. And neither of them were like trolling, but it was just like there were two dedicated camps of people and they would like fight between each other. It, I mean, it, wow. it became a whole thing. Really mirroring the real yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, art imitates life. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. So, so yes. So that is kind of Pokemon to date. I feel like that will arm you for every possible trivia question you could realistically get. That was incredible. I learned so much. I mean, considering I knew very little beforehand, but that was wonderful. Thank you, Michael. I am. Oh, of course. I hope it, I hope it all sunk in. It's, well, I hope so too. I think I need some time to ruminate on it, but I definitely have some very adorable Pokemon to like gaze at on the internet from here on out for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to start wearing shirts, some amazing Pokemon. Pokemon shirts. <gasps> yeah. Just, just a ditto, just ditto stuff. The Pokemon center, they have a website. They'll deliver to, uh, to the USA. You can go get all that ditto merch. Love it. <laughs> oh boy. Adorable. That's very cool. Well, we are also very excited for your quiz. Oh, who told you I had a quiz? <laughs> oh, shoot. Was I supposed to write this? Oh, <laughs> no kidding. Of course. Of course I have a quiz prepared. Hooray. All right. So my quiz for you today, which, again, does not require any Pokemon knowledge. It, it requires a lot of other knowledge, I guess. But, it you know, it uses Pokemon merely as a jumping off point. My quiz is called, Who's That? Comma. Pokemon, this is a quiz on all the things that some Pokemon are based on. All right, number one. Allegedly, and I cannot emphasize enough, allegedly, Kadabra, the Pokemon, is named in Japanese after a certain illusionist. As a result of this person suing Nintendo in 2000, no Kadabra trading cards have been printed since 2003, which is kind of awkward since it's right in the middle of an evolutionary line. Fortunately, just this past November of 2020, this illusionist apologized and gave Nintendo permission to start printing cards again. Who is this British-Israeli magician and self-proclaimed psychic who is most well-known for his trademark spoon-bending? Number two. The Swords of Justice was originally a group of three Pokémon. Cobalion is the leader, Terrakion is the strongest, and Virizion is the most vain. Later, they picked up a younger member, Caldeo. These four are a direct reference to which literary group of swordsmen who run around Ancien Regime France in an 1844 novel? Number three. The evolutionary line of Gothita, Gotharita, and Gothitelle are based on a very fashionable subculture from Japan, which is influenced by Victorian and Rococo styles and has a two-word name. The first word is very clearly visible in the names of the three Pokemon, which I could reread, and alludes to the darker tone of this branch of the larger subculture. The second word alludes to the cutesy aesthetic that's blended in and is named for a, um, let's call her precocious title character from a famous Russian novel. What is the name of this style? Number four, to get an alchemy, you have to spin your character around in game, whipping up the Pokemon, just like a whipped cream or a meringue. What are the three most common preparation methods for a meringue? They're each named after a European nation. Number five, Ho-Oh is based on the Chinese phoenix, called Ho-Oh in Japanese. A famous Ho-Oh roosts on the roof of Kinkakuji, a Zen Buddhist temple in which Japanese city with like a million other temples, honestly. Hint, I mentioned it when I talked about the traditional aesthetic of Gen 2, and a version of Kinkakuji even appears in those games. 
Number six. If you looked at a picture, you could probably tell that Palisand is based on a sandcastle, since it's basically a sandcastle. The current world record for the tallest sandcastle was constructed in Germany in June of 2019. According to the Guinness webpage, and I quote, It took a team of 12 sculptors and 8 technicians three and a half weeks working eight hours a day to complete the sandcastle, end quote. Within 10% of the correct answer, how tall was this sandcastle? I can accept metric or imperial units. Number seven. Nose Pass is based on a Moai statue. Moai statues are found on a remote island in the Pacific that's now part of Chile. On Sunday, April 5th, 1722, Dutch explorer Jacob Rogeveen first encountered the island and named it Easter Island, but presumably in Dutch. The original name of the island has sadly been lost to history, but can you tell me the current Polynesian name for Easter Island? Number eight. Vile Plume is based on a lovely flowering plant from Sumatra, Borneo. The flower is the largest individual flower on Earth and is noted for blooming very rarely, sometime a year between blossoms, and for the flower only lasting a few days. Oh yeah, and apparently it smells terrible. Because this aroma can remind observers of a crime scene, what's the common English name of this plant and a few others? Number nine. Trubbish is just a living trash bag. That is the Pokemon. Trash bags were invented in Canada by Harry Wasilik, Larry Henson, and Frank Plum. Are trash bags newer or older than another Canadian invention, the walkie-talkie? Number 10. Chandelure is a spooky little number based on a chandelier. Chandelier is also the name of a 2014 song about alcoholism and being a party girl by what Australian singer who has written a bunch of hits for other artists like Rihanna's Diamonds and is one-third of LSD? We'll give you guys about a minute to think about all of this, and then Michael will be back with our answers. We gotta rap some Pokemon. You just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. I want to be the best that ever was. To beat all the rest. Yeah, that's my cause. Electro, Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata, Fero, Pidgey, King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Gastly, Ponytown, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. Pokemon. I'll search across the land. Michael, Michael, I want you to know that this is one of the greatest quizzes <laughs> that we have ever had. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. I, it's so thank good. You. It's so good. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see how you all do. I'm sure it will be amazing. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on us. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to take a sip of my PBR hard coffee. <laughs> The official drink of misinformation. (laughs) Sponsor us. I'm not not a part of this podcast. Sponsor them, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that to PBR. I'll be your your hype man. (laughs) All right. So number one, allegedly, and I cannot emphasize enough, allegedly, 
Kadabra uh, is named in Japanese for a certain illusionist um, who uh, sued Nintendo in 2000, so they had to stop printing Kadabra playing cards uh, for the last 17 years. Fortunately, uh, this illusionist has apologized and was like, oh no, it's fine, you can print some cards. Who is this British-Israeli magician and self-proclaimed psychic who is most well-known for his trademark spoon-bending? I I can't think of any British magicians. Can you, Julia? Do you have any ideas? Like, spoon-bending, like, tickled something in my brain. Okay. I can't. I was hoping you would say a name, and I'd go, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's, who's Mind Freak? Uh, what's his Chris name? Angel Chris Angel is my Chris freak. Angel, but he's definitely an American. Like he's just. Um, and then there's the other guy who does street magic, who's got like the dead eyes. What's his name? But he's American too. Uh, I do know that Cadabra is the middle of evolution between Abra and Alakazam. Okay, well, <laughs> that's not helpful. That's not helpful here. I feel um, like Engineer Josh though. knows this answer for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I can see him smirking. I'm going I'm to tell you, Lauren and I don't know it, but right, Engineer Josh is going with Yuri Geller. Yeah. Ah, that is the correct answer. Oh, yes, nice Yuri job, Geller. Engineer Josh. Yes, he is known for his spoon bending, which Kadabra also does. And so he sued, alleging that they had turned him into this kind of occult Pokemon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so they, so they were like, Whoop, okay, we're just going to put a pause on that. And then, oh, yeah, geez. earlier this year, he tweeted out an official, like, it's fine. And, you know, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm for all over the, it now. the problems. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. <clears throat> so, yes, Yuri Geller. Correct, correct. Um, all right, number two. The Swords of Justice was originally three Pokemon. We have Cabalion, the leader, Terrakion, the strongest, Frisian, the most famed. They get a younger leader, or uh, not another leader. Whoops, only one leader at a time, please. They pick up a younger <laughs> member, Caldeo. Um, and they are a reference to which literary group of swordsmen who run around Ancien Regime France in an 1844 novel? I think this has got to be the Trois Musketiers or the Three oh, Musketeers. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. We. Oui. This is The oui. Three Musketeers by Alexandre Dumas. <clears throat> uh, number three. The uh, evolutionary line of Gothita, Gotharita, and Gothatel um, on this very fashionable subculture from Japan, Victorian and Rococo styles to her name. So, like I said, part one, uh, very clearly visible in the names of these Pokemon and is alludes to the darker kind of tone of this branch of the subculture. Second word is a vague reference to this cutesy aesthetic and is named for a famous title character from a Russian novel. What is the name of this style? Uh, this is Gothic Lolita. That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, for, for people who, who don't have a, an image in their mind, it's a lot of a black, somewhat obviously, but a lot of like lace, mm-hmm. a lot of frilly things, kind of like a lot of like bows and hairs, things like that um, is the name of this style. Or, you know, if you just Google Gothic Lolita, you'll, you'll see a lot of pictures and you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's very elaborate. It's very elaborate. Is it mm-hmm. like something like if this was the style that you decided that you were adhering to, like you would like go to the gym in your goth gothic lolita outfit like I, I or think the it's, work or is it just like it seems like a lot of devotion yeah yeah it seems like it's a c and b scene kind of okay. kind of look okay so if you are go- if you are leaving your house and you are a gothic lolita like you are in the full okay you're in the full shebang yeah wow that's also my impression yeah wow yeah 
Number four, to get an alchemy, you have to spin your character around uh, in-game and you whip it up like a meringue. What are the three most common preparation methods for meringue, each named after a European nation? Oh, how we how we love the Bake Off type mm. questions. Yes. Exactly. I was yes. like, if someone has seen the Great British Bake Off, you will be very well primed uh, to answer this yes. question. Yes. Well, you got a Swiss meringue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lauren. You got your you got your French <laughs> you got your uh, French meringue uh huh and then mm-hmm. Italian meringue and then your Italian meringue perfect yep. three for three yes French is the simplest where you just take caster sugar and egg whites whip them together bing bang boom um, Italian where you instead of caster sugar you're beating boiling sugar syrup into egg whites <sighs> and this makes a more kind of stable and soft meringue and you don't have to cook it since mm-hmm. it's been cooked by the sugar. And then Swiss is probably the most intricate, uh, where you whisk egg whites over a bain marie to warm them, and then you keep whisking them as it cools back down. And this makes for a very marshmallowy texture. Mm-hmm. So for people at home who need something to do this weekend, um, make all three types of meringue. Impress your friends. Uh, <laughs> I guess post pictures. Um, number five, ho-ho is based on the, the Chinese phoenix, which is called a ho-ho in Japanese. A famous one rests on the roof of King Kakuchi, a Zen Buddhist temple in which Japanese city, which has like literally a million other temples. Do you have? I, I was hoping you knew, Julia, if that you paid any attention to this. Can you name any Japanese cities that are not Tokyo? Obviously, Kyoto. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ooh, ooh, Kyoto's good. Ooh, uh, Kyoto sounds good. Why don't we go with Kyoto? Okay, Kyoto is so good. It's the correct answer. Yeah, nice Julia. Yes. Um, Yes, in the Generation 2 games, um, there is a town called Ecritique, which has uh, two towers in it, a gold one and a silver one, and that is based on two Zen Buddhist temples in Kyoto, Kinkakuji, which is the golden pavilion. Um, and you have definitely seen a picture of Kinkakuji. Okay. It's, mm. it's on the edge of a lake. You've definitely seen a photograph across the lake, and the building is all paneled in gold. Ooh. And it's a, a little three-tier pagoda. Um, so it's, uh, if you want to Google a picture at home, it is K-I-N-K-A-K-U dash J-I. Um, so you've definitely seen a picture of it. Uh, but yes, there's King Kakuji. And then across the, across town in Kyoto, there is Gin Kakuji with a G. Um, and that is the silver one. Oh, okay. So, and they Very put those cool. in the games. Yep. Number six. You both had just a great facial expression when I read this question. <laughs> People playing at home, I wish I had screen capture. <laughs> so you can, you know, you'd probably be able to tell that Palosand, um, P-A-L-O-S-S-A-N-D, uh, is based on a sandcastle because it's literally just a sandcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, the current world record for the tallest sandcastle built in Germany, June 2019, 12 sculptors, eight technicians, three and a half weeks, eight hours a day. Within 10% of the correct answer, how tall was this sandcastle? It's just going to be so much bigger than we could ever imagine I know, a sandcastle and I, would be. And I know you, you're really good at, at guessing large numbers. So I, I think I'm going to defer to you, Jewel, on this. All right. In feet, I'm going to okay. say sure. 31 and a half feet. Tall. I have 30 feet, Julia. I wrote <gasps> down 30 feet. Higher. Of uh, course it's higher. higher. Way, way up. Oh, my gosh. Uh... 150 um, feet. Uh, do, oh, that's, that's a little too much. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, it was in feet. It was 57.933 feet tall. Oh, my or gosh. Or 17.658 meters for our metric listeners. That's like... That's too tall. That's like a house. That's like a, that's like a three... 
that's bigger yeah, than a house. A that's house. a very yeah. big house. <laughs> <laughs> Made of sand. I know. Oh my gosh. I, I, I looked it up. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Out of control. Damn. I assume they filmed an episode of like Modern Marvels or something. Yeah, of course. Uh, sure. I hope so. Uh, number seven, Nose Pass, spelled like it sounds, uh, is based on a Moai statue. Moai statues are found on this remote island in the Pacific that's now part of Chile, uh, found by Dutch explorer uh, Jacob Rogovane. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, sorry, Dutch listeners, uh, who encountered the island. He named it Easter Island because he found it on Easter. The original name of the island has sadly been lost to history, but can you tell me the current Polynesian name for this island? Yes, I can. Okay, please do, Julia. No, that was the, he asked, <laughs> yeah, I was like, he asked, no, no, that's the part where he you asked say the it. question. Um, Rapa Nui. Ooh, I put that down too. Oh, good work. That is correct. How about... Yes, it was named after... No, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to just... a little. He was just going to give us more information um, about it, like like you're no. supposed to. <laughs> no, I'm Hey, there's no rules here. Um, Rapa Nui, um, I, so I actually didn't know. I thought that would have been the original name. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, someone was like, okay, shush, Jacob. Um, <laughs> but it actually, but yeah, apparently that original name, we don't know what the original mm-hmm. name was. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rapa Nui is, it means big Rapa, and it's named for another island over in like French Polynesia. Oh, okay. That's, fin- oh. that's yeah, neat. That's I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I was just going to jump in and say, whenever everybody was still traveling, so like 2019, I knew two separate people from Pittsburgh who didn't know each other that were on Easter Island within the same week of each other. That's wild. Yeah. Because that's a, a tiny world. It's a tiny island. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. It hmm. takes like, a, isn't wow. it like a 20 hour plane ride to get there from oh, yeah. once you're on? It is one yeah. of the most remote, like inhabited places. Yeah. But here it is. Yeah, it's way out there. Um, all right. Uh, number eight, Vile Plume, V-I-L-E-P-L-U-M-E. It's based on a lovely flowering plant from Sumatra and Borneo. The biggest individual flower on earth. I put that in. I was reading on Wikipedia. It's not the biggest, like, thing you would look at and be like, that's a flower, because they are <laughs> those are technically composite flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I, hey, I, I don't want there to be angry emails. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> People will write in. Yeah. Our tens of listeners. <laughs> I keep saying our, like I'm like a member of this. Um, you know, tens of people who listen to this will all be angry. Um, so yes, it's the largest individual flower on earth, um, noted for blooming very rarely. Flower only lasts a few days. I feel like I remember sometime in the last few years, one blossomed at like a conservatory, mm-hmm. and they it was like on watch. They had like a camera mm-hmm. pointed at it for like days and days because they were like, "It's soon, y'all." And then they were like, "Oh, it went." <laughs> it's like it's like the avocado, Len avocado. Flowers, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly, Lauren. Um, and oh yeah, this. this oh, I was just gonna say, Lauren, what's it called? I was gonna let you in, do the answer, but Michael's not done yeah. with the question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to read the rest. If you know the answer, just you jump in here. What's it called? You buzz in early. You know, this is about uh, Jeopardy. Um, it's it's the corpse flower. Correct. It is the yes. corpse or carry-on flower. Mm-hmm. So I um I didn't realize there were multiple, but there are a few other. I think there's like five different like different species of flowers that are all kind of called the corpse flower because they oh, all okay. smell like that. So I assume it's like an evolutionary thing to be like, oh, you know, bugs, you know, want to like go to a corpse and you know oh, feed yeah. on. So you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, come on down, get in the party. So yes, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> that's not one of my quarantine plants. Uh, <clears throat> 
Number nine, Trubbish, which is T-R-U-B-B-I-S-H, is literally a living trash bag. <laughs> Extremely cute. It looks so sad. Um, which, I mean, I, I assume people aren't like wanting to be friends with it. Um, and then I could tell that the question went in a different direction than anyone was expecting. Um, trash bags were invented in Canada by our intrepid heroes, Harry, Larry, and Frank. Are trash bags newer than or older than another key Canadian invention, the walkie-talkie? I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this is a trick question and it is newer than. That a, that a trash bag is more recent than the walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkie, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. That's correct. Yes. The walkie-talkie <laughs> was invented in 1942 for World War II. And trash bags were invented in 1950. Oh, wow. That seems awful yeah, late. It's really late. I know. I Googled, I was like, when were trash bags invented? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Not them. <laughs> You're wrong. Well, before no, then, people bags, just emptied you know. out their stuff into the yeah, yard. I guess you just, just have your pail. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, no, out yeah. the window, right under the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Total madness. And our last question. Number 10, Chandelure is a spooky little number based on a chandelier. Chandelier is also, of course, a hit 2014 single about alcoholism and being a party girl by which Australian singer who has also written a bunch of other hits for other people and is one third of the group LSD. Um, this is one of my husband's favorite singers. And also he, he did a beautiful drunken interpretation of Chandelier at our wedding. Um, Very thematic. <laughs> so uh, that would be Sia. That is correct. It is Sia <laughs> Furler. And I, uh, I I put a little bit of notes since I didn't really talk about her that much. I, I, I finally decided to flesh out this answer. Um, <laughs> that she, you know, she's from Australia. She released one album there, moved to London, did two more albums, moved to New York and released two more. So she's five in. She's getting kind of famous. So she was like, I don't know about this. You know, she kind of wasn't in for the spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, so she focused on songwriting. This is where she turns out um, Diamonds for Rihanna. She does um, Titanium with David Guetta. She does Wild Ones with Flo Rida. Um, probably her biggest hits, according to Wikipedia. Um, and then she she's like, all right, okay, back in the back in the driver's seat. Um, so she goes back to albums. She does 1,000 Forms of Fear, which has mm -hmm. Chandelier on it. Um, I think that one was probably also known for the music videos with, uh, there's the child dancer, Maddie Ziegler. Mm -hmm. who, if you remember, them, if you've seen the music videos and remember them, she's in like a kind of a tan leotard and she's dancing and they're kind of haunting a little bit. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. almost look like they're in like a ruined hospital. Um, and then she did her uh, most recent kind of non- uh, non-thematic one is This Is Acting which had Cheap Thrills that was kind of a rather big hit and mm -hmm. then her her latest one her latest album that she's released uh, right now is Every Day Is Christmas which she released a couple years ago she has a Christmas album um, we talk about it in our house sometimes because there's a, the first one is a song called Santa Is Coming For Us and my boyfriend hates it because it's so <laughs> creepy it sounds like Santa's he's like he's gonna get you, you. <laughs> wow so we make fun of it every Christmas I mean I love Sia but I'm like hmm I don't know about that. Maybe not so. And then <laughs> uh, ill-advised. And then I will note for people for people who are not uh, familiar with her supergroup that she made recently, uh, LSD is for Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. Mm. Um, and I always forget the L. One album today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely the one that I know the least well. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So he is, I believe, a British um, like DJ. Mm -hmm. so. This awesome. was yep. this was a pure delight, a joy, a joy oh. to listen to and participate in. Thank you so much, Michael. This was wonderful. Thank oh, you for all course. your hard work. Of course. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me a, 
a platform to talk at length for something that I honestly know too much about for like a functioning adult. So there's always something that we all know too much about. That's why we started this podcast. Honestly, I mean, (laughs) true, 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 true. A great outlet for all that that creative energy. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you, Michael. We had such a great time. This was such a wonderful episode. Thank you, too. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, thanks again to Michael from me. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. 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 (laughs)